spread the truth. Document it. Prove it. Make it irrefutable and you too will become dangerous to those who admire us in lies and enslave us in socialism. But because they are lying, it's possible to expose them. And this is their Achilles heel. By comparison, we have nothing to hide, therefore we have no reason to lie. And we wouldn't want to, even if we could. Truth is a far superior weapon than deceit. It's a weapon which is denied to them. And in the end, it will be the decisive weapon that destroys them completely. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today here. Another Friday is upon us. Here's uh, Red Ice TV. Good uh, of you to tune in. Uh, it was a pleasure uh, having you guys with us. If you're new, redice.tv and redicemembers.com. That's our website. Uh, we've got to a number of places today. Odyssey, Rumble, VK. Actually, not live to VK, but we have a VK. Uh, we're also going out, of course, on our websites, and you can tune in uh, in uh, multiple places, including our Twitter account. So, uh, if you're new, uh, there's no, uh, there's nowhere we're not basically. We're we're on YouTube. How about that? We actually have a at Red Ice TV returns. If you're insisting watching us on YouTube, we'll see how long that lasts. All right, so we have a great show for you guys lined up here today. We have to talk about the uh, International Criminal Court, the ICC, and their targeting of uh, Putler or Putin in this case. Uh, issuing an arrest warrant for him. We'll get into that a little bit later. I definitely want to talk about uh, some of the, is it, I mean, it's just over the top, insane push right now for the uh, uh, the trans, uh, the transsexual issue, the transgender issue, uh, and the surgeries uh, kind of related to that. The left is basically trying to push back and saying, no, the things uh, that the right are saying happen isn't really happening, and they're trying to gaslight us into that. Uh, so we'll show, well, some things we'll show. It's not, uh, there's something you could show, but that we don't want to show. Uh, but uh, we'll get to that a little bit later, too. It's abs- absolutely crazy. Uh, and then, of course, we have the continued saga of the uh, Silicon Valley Bank and the collapse of that and just how much diversity and uh, equity and inclusion that they were pushing. Uh, and, of course, in this case, is is a perfect example of... Uh, you know, going broke after going woke, and we gotta kind of continue to to push on that because uh, that's absolutely 100% what happened in this case. All right, so in studio today with us, uh, my guest host today is uh, none other than Pre- Professor Kevin McDonald, who joins us uh, live here today. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Good to be here, Henry. Awesome. It's hey, good Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's that's Day. That's right. To you. I got forgot. my green on. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and we tra- in the beginning it was like. No, it's a green. You're going to be invisible because we have a green screen. But no, it seems to be working, actually. So <laughs> Awesome. Yes, exactly. Happy St. Uh, Patty's Day, everybody. I have a couple of clips in the beginning. We'll, we'll play about that. Uh, and specifically, the situation in Ireland has been uh, uh, exceptionally crazy lately. Uh, but there's been a, actually a decent amount of pushback in Ireland, too. The, the Irish are organizing against uh, the open yeah. borders and the mass immigration, you know. But no, it's it's insane. Um, so, yes, we'll open with that. Uh, quick mention here as well before we begin. If you do want to join us today, guys, entropystream.live slash TV. Uh, that's the uh, Super Chat op- option over on Entropy. 
but Rumble and Odyssey is open as well. I'll keep an eye on that throughout the stream here as well. Uh, we'll read your super chats uh, on the air, as it were. Uh, but yeah, so let, let me play. Let me play this. I guess I have two clips from the <clears throat> on the Irish situation and also the uh, uh, kind of in, in the commemoration of Saint Paddy's Day here. Uh, let's play this first. This is, I think, this is Tommy Robinson's uh, production. Actually, check out out this a little sample, I guess, of a film he has upcoming. They're scared, Tommy. They're not only scared, they're petrified for their children. I really don't feel safe for my kids or for my future. Well, a lot of them are afraid. A lot, of, like I know women that can't even go to work anymore; they won't walk because it just—it's too fearful. Like, and that's a—that's a sad reality of Ireland today. Yeah, I was attacked last year. You was? I was uh, in town. Of two raped by males, one in a local pub and one in this car park. Another one. They're literally grabbing you on the street. If they look at you and they like you, they're having you. Like all the attacks I know that have happened to friends of mine in town, nobody has been arrested. Why did you think it acceptable that you wanted to rape a 14-year-old child? I had been sexually assaulted while I was completely out cold. It just terrified me and it traumatised me. Like, I have PTSD, I have to deal with that. Why are you saying to me, my sister? What did you say to her? Where's all the women and children? Why is it all the men that have suddenly arrived in our village? There's millions of men coming in. Where are all the women? I live here. I want to know where you came from and why you are here. If it keeps going on the wages, we our time won't be recognisable. It's gonna be your kids next. It's gonna be your mother next. It's gonna be your niece next. And you've got to learn this shit. We're not gonna sit back and allow this. This is our children's future. We're fighting for. This is my home, this is my country, this is my culture, and I won't sit back and see it wiped out. All right, I guess that's from, yeah, Plantation 2, Rise of the Celts. I think that's Tommy Robinson. Uh, again, I could be wrong on the details, but uh, that, that is apparently a film that's coming up. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, a lot of organization, actually, uh, of the Irish right now. Uh, have you seen some of the clips, Kevin? Yes, I have, and, and it's uh, very depressing. It's the same old story. It's throughout the West where you have sort of top-down revolution uh, promoted by these elites, uh, encouraged by the European Union and all of that, and uh, here we go. Uh, I do have hope that the Irish will stand up to a little bit more than uh, some other peoples uh, that yeah. really haven't pushed back hardly at all. I mean, I've seen some of the demonstrations. I've seen some of the anger, and uh, it's real. And um, I, I do think the Irish uh, have, have a little more together. They've had a closeness society. They've been persecuted for hundreds of years, really, under the British. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, they don't want to do this again now under <laughs> this, what is really a, a, you know, a foreign uh, an elite that is totally in this globalist uh, uh, thing that wants to just eradicate borders and everything. It, and yeah. nations and the whole thing. I mean, look at the, yeah, Peter Sutherland, right? One of the big globalists yeah. that Ireland had that helped to bring them to this point. And then you have... Uh, you have the whole U2 thing, right? Bono, his organizations, yeah. Campaign One. We played clips countless times yeah. with, uh, uh, what is it, J J Jamie? No, not Jamie Diamond. I always forget his name. <laughs> He's an activist there. Yeah, yeah, Jamie Diamond from uh, 
Yeah, uh, the one campaign is that him, or am I thinking? No, I'm thinking well, of a different. You think of the banker? Um, uh, yeah, that's that's right. No, I'm mixing him up. I'll see if I can okay. pull it up later. Yeah, but yeah, okay. there's another guy. He he was yeah. sitting at the Irish, like in the Irish Parliament. Well, we played the clip a number of times, so people might have seen it. But like talking about how uh, what a close relationship Ireland and uh, Europe, in the extension, Europe and Africa is going to have in the future, uh, <laughs> and how we genetically or uh, what was the same? Yeah, we're senescent. We're we're demographically dead, so we need their youthful energy. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. lobbying for them to just accept and open the borders to all these Africans and stuff, right? Uh, so yeah, there's people like that. And and so, you know, um, let's, let's play this clip also, because Tommy Robinson does some good stuff, and that's why I play that clip. But then at the same time, he's also very actively concerned, I think, that if... He's like a little policeman sometimes, right? If, if if nationalistic groups get a little bit too nationalistic, then he's there to kind of police them, right? Mm. He's, he's uh, talked, uh, I think he's talked ill of Patriotic Alternative, for example, which does a lot of good work. There's some others too. He's afraid everyone's a Nazi. As soon as you fight back, you know what I mean? It's a little bit like that with these kinds of... I, I put Tom Robinson in the grifter conservative bracket, to be honest, yeah, you know, in that yeah. box. Very pro-Israel, I think. Exactly. That's And that's part of it too. Mm. As, you know, he, he can point out all the problems and show you uh, what's wrong and stuff and then you have a group that shows up or people let's say uh, saying well we have to you know repatriate we have to restore the damage that's been done against yeah. us by the left by the anti-whites and then they're like no 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 that that's Nazism we can't do that see we get we as whites can't work out I'm not saying he says that verbatim but I've seen those tendencies in him uh, and, and again the reason why I bring that up is because of the next video I want to play which is from the national uh, the National Party in Ireland, uh, the video is called Ireland is Calling. Uh, so I'm raising that. I'm not saying that he, Tommy Robinson has called these people, you know, bad names or whatever. But who knows? Maybe he will. <laughs> look at the look at the video. This seems, and I, I haven't watched all of these guys, what they're doing. Maybe there's some stuff that's not good with them. I, I don't know, right? But it looks good looking at the little promo video for them here. Uh, check this out. He arrested Joseph Puska at 22 minutes past seven this evening at Tullamore Garda Station. Yusuf Palani from Markovich Heights in Sligo was charged with the murder of Aidan Moffat and with the murder of Michael Snee at his home two days later. Barney have arrested another four men in connection with an incident at a direct provision centre in the town. International protection. Why are you videoing that girl walking along? And some man of Arab looking descent or Middle Eastern descent came over and that's where they tried to abduct them. We now, the people and members of the party, have on their shoulders the task of a generation. All of you are here today because you see your own country being torn out from under you. These types surrender the future and want to rob us of ours. They are temporary and they must go back. That's right. party the only alternative left we are the vanguard of irish nationalism and that's where our mandate comes from are you sure I all right not too bad huh have you heard yeah. of these guys before no i haven't no? Um, excellent yeah very good actually so yeah maybe the, very encouraging absolutely i mean it's that. positive right and, yeah. and in a way you know we got to focus on that all the time kevin but like 
these what's happening in our countries collectively all european yeah. nations is is helping to awaken us to yeah. to our identity to our culture to our history again it's hard it's rough it's tough but hey look that's that's nature you know yeah. what i mean there's predators in nature and right now we're we have a predatory class and they're trying to get uh, get rid of us yeah. essentially you know and they're, and they're basically saying you know it's not in our interest to do this right. how's the irish not not africa and so you know it's it's common sense in a way, but uh, common sense is thrown out these days. With oh, absolutely! What they're doing, hundred uh, percent. And I, it's quick mention. I don't want to make it about this, but keep in mind too. You know the the St. Patrick's Day and stuff. We did a good segment actually on uh, one of the Western Warrior shows here uh, about uh, some of the roots of St. Patrick's Day, and also of course why uh, later on that date became important to the to the Christians. But keep in mind, yeah, as in these times. It's important to it was important to uh, to Celts as it's now important to Christians, right? And don't don't make it about that, right? Keep in mind that our problems are not Europeans who lived according to their nature, their native European beliefs system. That's not the issue. The issue here uh, is those who have invaded our countries and those who allowed it, uh, this to invasion to happen, and those who yeah. have propagandized us into thinking that if we as Europeans don't unite together uh, uh, and looking at least for now past belief systems or lack thereof or gods or, or God or whatever you think. If we don't do that, I don't, I don't think we're going to make it. I, I think we have to band together and, and focus on this one singular purpose of restoring uh, our countries and restoring the demographic future. Yeah. And uh, then that, we can argue about that later. That's yeah. all I want to mention about that. And that, and that clip, uh, that it's not like they're hating on these immigrants. They're just saying they're not in our interest. And, and what are they doing here? We didn't vote on this. And no. it's typical throughout the West. It's always top down. It was never, never voted on. No, no, never. I think they're too scared to have a, some kind oh, of they don't referendum on this. No. Can you imagine the numbers they would get, right? Uh, it's incredible. Uh, all right, so that's uh, our little uh, positive message here today, also about uh, St. Saint, Saint Patty's Day. So uh, so happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Let me take a couple of these here over on uh, Entropy. <clears throat> Where are we? Here we are. Uh, Billy Biz. Thank you, Billabiz. Appreciate uh, that. Our cannabis has uh, got a catapult. The Idaho rhino, rhinos pushing illegal alien amnesty. Yes, and I have the article ready to go here, actually. Do you see this one? Because uh, that's the state we're in right now. That The Republicans, the Idaho Republicans, are pleading with Biden to flood U.S. Oh. labor markets with more foreign workers and approve amnesty. I hadn't seen that. <laughs> it's, it's another black bill, but it's like, really, is this it? And, and so the names here, uh, it's a resolution that was authored by State Senator Jim Guthrie, a Republican, co-sponsored by State Senator Treg Burnt, another Republican, and Linda Hartigen uh, and Chuck Winder. Um, I'm not too familiar with all these people, but uh, yes, I agree, Billy Biz. They got to go if they're pushing this kind of stuff, right? It's like, have, do you have any option, Kevin? It's like... The left want to do this, the, the Democrats want to do this, and then the few like, conservatives, they're, they're there that, oh, no, we need to think about the businesses. You see, like right. the one thing we can do for the economy right now is to open the borders and let in all these foreign workers to drive down the price of wage uh, yeah. of wages, right? These, these free market people are, are just horrible on this. They have no sense of community, really. They just have a sense of, you know, what's good for business, as you say, and uh, it's, it's suicidal. And I uh, can only hope that uh, they don't really want to come here. I don't think Idaho citizens really want this. I don't think so either. Not no, where I live, that's no, definitely not. Um, Cockfree Zone says, uh, "Thank you for all both of you do." Red Ice and Professor McDonald. We will never give up or surrender. That's right. Thank you. Good to see you, Cockfree Zone. Hope you're doing well. Uh, and before I miss, I think we had one on Rumble over here too. <clears throat> all these screens and 
uh, in the studio. Don't uh, don't make me. <laughs> what's the username? Don't make me reach back. I think it is or reach black. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's the thumbs up. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, that is very kind of you. And we have uh, maybe next time over on Odyssey. It says great to see Kevin McDonald on Red Ice. Always, we we'll love to have Kevin here, and it's great to have him uh, in studio as well. So awesome, <laughs> good stuff. All right. Now, let me... Oh, well, actually, this too. Check this out. Um, with everything that's happening, this is more UK overall, right? This is this is not just Ireland or just like England or whatever, but uh, keep in mind that, that every time there's something that becomes kind of an issue on the nationalist side or even the, the, the right-wing side, if you will, uh, like we did with all, you know, the expose of all the rape gangs in England and stuff like that and, and UK-wide, there's always a pushback, right? And there's always like a counter, a whitewashing or a, a, a damage control by the media, right? So here's the Gar Guardian. Remember this headline? Most child sexual abuse gangs are made up of white men, the Home <laughs> Office report says. And they have a little reminder there on the, on the right side of your screen uh, of who actually is behind the uh, the sexual abuse of our kids. Right. <laughs> oh, Surely that's not from the Guardian, I <laughs> no, no, exactly. Yeah. No, this is a, a meme someone made. Uh, yeah, I actually. mean, it's perfect because the garden is evil. And it's just a good example. Scum. The, Pure the, scum. The, the, Trash. The, yeah, the, the uh, left media just lies through their teeth. And, and this is a home office, a government agency, run by a conservative government, I assume. And uh, here we are. I mean, uh, just like these Idaho Republicans, they, they, it's just outrageous. Sickening. And, and, the, and the way it's been covered up. Oh, social exactly. workers are in the police are afraid to say anything because well they're not why they're Pakistanis and you know we just can't do that you know. yeah they're afraid of being called racists yeah. and, and then there's like the yeah wall-to-wall -wall denial from our authorities yeah. and governments yeah. and even the police and stuff and said no 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 this is not what's going on uh and in fact it's racist to point these things out it's right. everything is upside down right now ch check out this one and I guess it's, <laughs> it's a little bit in our uh Scott Adams segment here you gotta be an <laughs> opener for, for the scott adams portion here but uh um check out this one this is a white guy asking to uh <clears throat> two black women here is it okay to be white and listen to the uh the answer here with the oh let me go back there we go agree or disagree with the following statement it is okay to be white no that's not that's not okay it's terrible to be white <laughs> no what should white people do about that i'm feeling guilty it's not like, what should you do what's got to do with it what should I do about that, do you think? Try not to be white. <laughs> right. uh, That's all you can yeah. do at this point. No. Is it okay to be Asian? Nah, mm. you don't want to be them either. Mm -mm. <laughs> nah. How about, how about black? Definitely that. That's the, That's the That's best. The, it's all there you, you can go. be. It's the coolest thing We're to awesome. be. I mean... You really, after that, you talking bottom of the barrel, really. Asian, that's probably worse than me and white, ain't it? A lot of people that we would speak to, to today would call what you're away. saying racist. Yeah, I am racist. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's honest. I'll, I'll give her that she's much. Honest. Right? She's At least honest. she's... I wonder how, I mean, I wonder how common this is, because that's a little bit of that poll, right, from Rasmussen yeah. was kind of a, to, to just, sir, I forget what the sample size was, and it's usually too little. I'd love to have more, like, you know, like 20,000 people yeah. would be great to get or something like that, but yeah. I still think that's a very common sentiment. Well, I think it's very this. common, and I think it, it goes uh, among, you know, talking heads and journalists in the media, black black journalists, like like Kendi, what's it, whatever is Oh, Ibram X. Kendi, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and... Yep. and uh, the, the woman that did the 1619 project, you know, I follow her on Twitter, and any disparity is white racism. It doesn't matter what it is, and uh, you know, it's all white evil. And uh, so, because she would a a answer honestly, she'd have to say, "No, uh, it's not okay to be white." Uh, 
because that ultimately that's a ticket to a, a free meal, so to speak, right? Yeah, this free is a, meal. you just complain enough, and you, chances are you'll get what you want, right? Yeah, and um, that's what they do. They just constantly complained, and got and the guy. Yeah, the problem is all these white liberals who go along with it, and yeah. especially white liberal women. They just it's just horrible to see it. Yep, uh, they um, are so prone to feeling guilty about um, you know being charged with racism or whatever, and, and it is poisonous. Uh, and they vote uh, Democrat, and they want to... Uh. <laughs> Let me play a little bit more of this here. So you just don't like white people as a whole? No. Y'all got too much. Yeah, y'all got too much leeway. Too much leeway. So why is, why is that? Why is it not okay to be white? Y'all have done... The race as a people, y'all have done too much. The race is... Yeah, as a whole. And it's, it's, a little, it's a group of people. Too much good or too much bad? Too much bad. The majority is not. Is like bottom of the barrel, really. Really? <laughs> yeah. Should we be judging people based on the content of their character and yeah. not the color of their skin? No. Oh, uh, come on. Color. MLK is not going to work here. I love when they fall back exactly. on that. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. Look, if I could choose, if you, you know, at gunpoint, I could only have one or the other. Yes, I'd choose that probably over like the anti white stuff that's now. But it's like, Clearly, that's not working. And MLK was a communist. He was an infiltrator. He was yeah. uh, working for Jewish interests for the most part. I mean, it's, uh, black interests too. But I mean, look at who uh, helped to write his speeches and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Jewish right. communists. Yeah, that's right. He's a white beater and everything else. Hey, that's just it. Arrested uh, well, yeah. the night before he was assassinated, right? For, yeah. uh, or not arrested, but he was. Well, not, um, he was video he, he had, recorded uh, by raped, the FBI. Raped and beaten a, a woman, yeah. I think, right? By the way, do you agree with her? Yes, she does. I have a black <laughs> son. I don't want my son come home with no white woman. Ah, at least that. At all. He know better. Right on. Do you tell him that? Yes. Yeah, get, we can agree for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Right? <laughs> How old's your son? 21. And he's not allowed to date 21? He could date who he want, but they can't come in my house. And I'm not going to have no part <laughs> No whites in my house. I don't want no mixed babies. Boy. I want a black baby grandchild that's what i want well that's that's i'm 100% with her there <clears throat> that's going to be easier it's going to be easier for them it's going to be easier for everybody obviously right so I'll yes tell you, you know what's what's really scary about this is that when whites become a minority these people are going to be more and more of these kind of people oh yeah and and, and we're going to be a persecuted uh, minority at some point it's already and bad Imagine it's already bad yeah. and, and they're going to set up gulags and the whole thing um if they had their way obviously mm-hmm and, uh, you know, there's just this absolute hatred uh, and that they project onto us who never owned slaves, never were any part of it, the whole thing. I, when I was in the 60s, I was totally for civil rights and all that. Yeah. And here we are in 2023, and, and uh, it's all gone to hell. I mean, uh, you know, the future was supposed to be bright and, and kumbaya and everything, <laughs> and it just turned to crap. Happen. That didn't it's happen. <clears throat> it's a big lie. It was a footing through the door to get us to fold. Yeah. Uh, Only 53% of black Americans said yes to that poll. Does that surprise you or no? No. no. Black people are really racist. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah. I feel like it's not okay to be racist. It is okay to be racist. But... The white best advice I would give to white people so is to get the hell away from black people. <laughs> just get the fuck away. That's the best down. advice. Yeah. It's just normal. I'm scared of you. I am scared of you. Are you scared of me? <laughs> you just got to get better as a whole. 
they can't gotta get it. better as a whole. There you go. There's nothing that can help them. They, it's too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> the stuffing their face while they're the, Oh boy. Okay. All right. Yeah, fifty pounds overweight. Oh, I, IQ of seventy-five or. Someone pointed this out that they, a lot of the Africans that were brought to America and their descendants, consequently, obviously, have have gotten so many advantages, yeah. right? They're some of the wealthiest of Africans all over the globe, right? They have access to all these things and stuff, but it, it'll never be good enough. You know mm. what I mean? No. Um, mm. You mentioned white women, right? Check this out. I didn't mean to play it, but like, here's a perfect example of what you just were talking about. If you're white, yes, you are racist. Even oh, if you think you're woke, <laughs> we all benefit from I mean, oppression. Pretending you're not racist only like makes said, racism women. grow. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like they have a little other small hat person in there handling the levers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <clears throat> yep, there you go. That's it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me take it. We have the thing on Oxford Observer right now with this Jane Elliott, you know, who's oh uh, yeah, yeah, a that's pioneer right, pioneer in in this stuff. And what was it? The brown eyes versus blue eyes, yeah, something like that. that separate them, and yeah. the, uh, the the blue eyes get oppressed by brown, you know, and the whole thing is, you know, so, as if it's reversing all. She was in an all white school in Iowa. It's just. Uh, this was years and years ago. She became a star. Oh, oh decades She's ago, yeah. I been on all the big talk shows and the whole thing. Absolutely, it was like a and the the people that were experiencing that was like some tra like trauma for them. Remember, they were like yeah. all like yeah. psychologically damaged after that and stuff. And yeah, Probably, yeah. horrible. Uh, President Bunga over on Entropy says, uh, "Is Cam in the studio? Yes. Also, I sent you an email. Spring is finally upon us. A white Western spring. There you go. Thank you, uh, President Bunga. I'll check your uh, email." Good to see you. Yep, Kamak is with us in the studio today. Good stuff. Chalky Milk is uh, checking in as well. Hello, Henry. Kendall, Kevin, executive producer, TM, swinging by to say hello. Uh, hope all is well. Very well. Thank you, Chalky Milk. Thank you for uh, being an executive producer as well. We appreciate you. All right. So we got to talk a little bit about the uh, the the bank here, right? The, uh, the New York <clears throat> Times had a perfect damage control article here. Uh, no. Wokeness did not cause Silicon Valley banks collapse. <laughs> Blaming workplace diversity or environmentally and socially conscious investments for the firm's downfall signals a, a quote here, complete lack of understanding of how banks work, one expert said. Well, okay, let me let me say this. I I agree that the financial situation is not good good either way, but certainly the woke stuff and the ESGs and all the things is certainly, most certainly, the nail in the coffin of, of Silicon Valley Bank. Wouldn't you agree, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, um, and so you've seen a lot of that on on, uh, on uh, you know, conservative TV. Tucker Carlson's had a lot of this where they, uh, the Silicon Valley Bank and uh, the Signature Bank, they totally woke uh, commercials and all that and uh, pointing out that the person in charge of risk, financial risk, like interest rate risk, which was a huge part of the problem because these banks were encouraged to buy zero percent, basically federal bonds, uh, treasury bills, <laughs> and then the interest rates went way up, and those those investments are basically worthless. <laughs> and and uh, the fact is that they did, you know, Biden, the Biden, uh, um, the, the 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 infrastructure bill. Well, what was it? The, oh the, yeah, the, the, it was like two, one and a half trillion or something. That's and it was, right. And it was all going to this climate. Uh, stuff and they had all these startups just charging for the money, and um, you know basically it was uh, it was uh, subprime uh, lending to these companies that were burning cash and not making a profit. Nope. And uh, here you go. 
And what do they spend uh, the money on? They, like, as I said, diversity, equity, inclusion, yeah. right? They're like tons of things like that. They even had, let me play this, this little co promotional video, like as they're denying that that had any part of it, the, uh, the, the Silicon Valley Bank themselves released videos like this. Check this out. I think what really sets us apart when we think about diversity, equity, and inclusion at SVB is our culture and our united desire to lead with empathy, to listen without judgment, <laughs> and to really try and put ourselves in the shoes of others. The result of that is a place to work yeah, where... Yeah, maybe depositors, have you thought about that? <laughs> maybe having uh, their money in their bank accounts, have you thought about that? Coming to like an you airline to near you. Was that? <laughs> Coming to an airline near you. Yeah, exactly. Pilots, yeah. Oh, my God. When you come to work or when you join a Zoom call, but one where you can bring as much as yourself to work as you really want to. Speaking from my personal experiences of joining SVB, I think it's the people and the culture that there is here. Everyone's been really friendly, approachable <laughs> about being open, and it's made it really easy to be comfortable being my true self here. So we proactively make it our mission at SVB to ensure that our clients, employees, and partners feel... And there she is, by the way, the, the head of risk yeah, management. Yeah. Yeah. ...listened to and that their voices matter. So from funding underrepresented entrepreneurs uh, there you to having go. multiple employee responsibilities. <laughs> That's a good investment. I could that turned out great, didn't it? Not be prouder of working for a company like SVB. It is all in what we do throughout the year, the space that we hold throughout the year for all of these groups, for, for, for everyone that feels um, that they have a space in, in one of these ERGs and talking about it all the time, not just for Pride Month, not just for all the know, time any talking other about kind it. of day related. <laughs> it's about Obsession how we support good. each yes. other all the time. And I think we do that well. We've been having so well, maybe maybe if you focused a little bit more on the banking aspect, <laughs> I don't know, call me crazy, but maybe that would be a yeah. little bit be better for your customers. Enlightening and powerful discussions around DEI topics where individuals have shared some really personal um, stories. I think that says a lot about the courage of those individuals and the types of people that work here. But I think it also says a lot about. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, uh, let me go back there. Okay. SVB. <laughs> Firstly, that platform even exists but also the fact that those individuals feel comfortable opening up and being vulnerable and they are getting met with uh, support and respect and love, quite frankly. And I think that is incredibly special. She. All right. There it is, folks. <coughs> if someone disagrees with that, we're going to hate on them and <laughs> make them lose their job, fire them and the whole thing. I mean, it's it's perfect, though. The headlines write themselves for this kind of stuff. Yeah, right? but, just, I mean, just, but the damage control on mm -hmm. this, USA Today, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, it's like, was it too woke? Or Republicans blame that, you know, all the, the ESG programs and environmental issues and diversity, equity, inclusion for the reason. <laughs> uh, and again, it's like, yeah, you linked up the Wall Street Journal. What was their take on that? Did you see their take on this? Yeah, that's, that's the, the one I was sort of referring to there where, where she emphasizes that all the, all the money that the Biden administration has sunk into to green tech tech startups, you know, that aren't making any money. They're burning through cash like crazy. And, um, and also, you know, this is a big part of inflation. And now, you know, Janet Yellen will deny that, but you know, it, whenever you pour that many trillion dollars into the economy, 
you know, you're going to have inflation. And, and a lot yeah. of economists do believe that, uh, the, that, that this is a part of the cause. So, um, and then, so then, then inflation goes up, then they have to raise the interest rates, and then it screws up the banking system because of the, the disparity between those low interest bonds and, uh, that they encourage them to buy, and now, you know, how little they're worth since interest rates have gone up. It, it's, uh, it's a spiral here, and, and it's just a great example I mean, all, all those companies that they're, as long as you're a green company, here's some money. You know, that's basically what it is. Exactly. Right. And it was, yeah, I mean, even the COVID stuff, I'm looking for the screenshot here of this, but uh, the amount of dollars that have been printed just over the last like two years there, especially yeah. over the pandemic. And yeah. then you had the, uh, yeah, the, the, what are they called? Um, uh, like making it easier for families and like here's yeah. more money and stuff like all that. It's just like, you know, making it much worse, of course, but it's just pushing the inevitable further off and making that yeah. once that fall over that cliff happens, it's going to be 10 times worse. Right. I just don't see any way that this banking system comes out of yeah. th this financial system overall, globally speaking, that they can pull through uh, this. And it, it, sometimes it, it almost feels that that's the that's the point of it, too, that they want such a chaotic disruption eventually down the road that they can come in with a new financial system right mm. cbdc's well, or they say this will be yeah, the, exactly right be the, the central bank currency uh, uh a global currency, a global yeah. currency essentially yeah, right yeah well they probably want that too we're you know we'll prevent this from ever happening again and we're going to be more responsible yeah, now yeah. we have to have a ledger based uh, currency that's digital so we can keep track of everything uh but yeah no i i, I didn't, couldn't find the screenshot but yeah like tremendous amount of uh, printing that has happened over the last few years, right? The financial problems are just periodic. They happen over oh, yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, the 2008 thing was totally the fault of Wall Street, completely irresponsible. Absolutely. Making these these loans that people could never pay them back. But it won't be a problem because we're going to combine them and, oh. It's this tricks, complete right? It's disaster. And you had all these high-level... You know, financial people with, uh, you know, math degrees, and this will work. They get worry. Nobel Prizes for this stuff, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. They find a way of, like, jumbly, making it so confusing that no one knows what's in or out anymore. Here we're quantitative easing. Here's mm -hmm. uh, uh, fractional reserve banking. We're buying back loans, and, and we're buying them, bundle them with secure yeah, yeah, loans. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just muddying the waters that no one – but somehow – Almost like a magic trick, they they invent you know new money out of this by moving the numbers around essentially, and then they yeah. get like the Nobel Prize in you know an economic Nobel Prize, and oh my God, look at how much money they've generated! But again, my point is, at the end of the day, that is not going to work. It's, no. it's sooner or sooner uh, we're going to hit the wall, uh, and no one will have faith in this system anymore, and then it will be over. You know? I'm concerned. You know, we're going to really suffer for, for this. You know that. The dollar is going to suffer. The whole American yeah. financial hegemony, which is good for us in a lot of ways, it, uh, as disastrous as it can be like this, but it, it's you know it does not portend well for the future no, of this country. I, I, I'm not. very concerned. I, I I just don't know what the future is going to bring here. Nope, I I know that's uh, what we want to keep people informed, prepare accordingly. You know, yeah, have, have really. pack up things, and you n never know how, how quick this will go. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, eventually it'll come. It was another Daily Mail article here. Uh, SVB yeah. hired board obsessed with the diversity, invested five billion for healthier planet, which is you know yeah the underlining message of what you were talking about there. That's the least um, they can do. <laughs> and held month long pride celebration 
but had no chief risk officer for eight months last year. They paid up bonuses to themselves. Mm -hmm. They put, how many millions was it again, to BLM causes? This yeah. is like right before they collect. It's almost like they knew that this was going to happen. And they're like, let's help our lefty friends and yeah. anti-white friends as yeah. much as possible before it collapses. And they, pay, and they paid bonuses to their employees. And the CEO took like several million dollars out of the stock before it collapsed. I mean, uh, <sighs> what was it? The, did you see the Israel thing that they had a, let's say, I think this is the story here. Tel Aviv shares drop as SVB failure triggers cash flow concerns for Israeli startups. There's an Israeli connection here, too. I bet, yeah. Israel's two largest banks, Bank Leumi and Bank Hapolim, uh, set up a situation room that has been operating around the clock to help firms transfer their money from SVB before it was seized to accounts in Israel. Over the past few days, teams at Lumitech, the high-tech banking arm of Bank Lumi, have been able to help their Israeli clients transferring about $1 billion to Israel, the bank said. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't, I hadn't known that. Either. Yep. So, so they go. got in there before it collapsed and got the, some yep. of the money out. In, will there be any kind of, I don't know what, in, maybe this is not insider trading, you know, charges, but it, it's obviously the, you yeah, know, they're trading on, they, on information that was yeah, not public. Exactly. Acting on that, knowing that will go downhill. Uh, yeah. It's uh, absolutely incredible. Um, okay. So anyway, there was a, it was a headline here because uh, for a while there, Credit Suisse was dragged into this. It looked like this problem were going to spread to uh, European banks and things like that too. Uh, and I guess for now, they're kind of arguing, oh, whew, you know, global banking crisis averted kind of thing. But it's like they said that the, the help for these banks is not coming from taxpayers. And I'm yeah. still a little, OK, well, it probably is at the end of the day. It, it usually is anyway, like how oh, do they yeah. get where they get this money from. Uh, but anyway, they claim that other banks have stepped in and helped to, you know, secure just for the for the greater good of the industry, I guess, to secure some of these uh, unsafe uh, banks and businesses and those who were kind of in trouble. But again, this is just this is just pushing off the inevitable, and eventually you will have all these banks just being swept into this whirlpool uh, of chaos. Right. I, I thought I read that that most of the money going to Credit Suisse is coming from the the Swiss National Bank. Which and, is the people. Which is the people yeah. of Switzerland. Right. And their stock went down again today. It went up, I guess, yesterday, but it went down today. People are doubting whether this is going to work. Um, we'll see. Yeah, so it's definitely not over, you know, and even if it is over, as the, the title down below suggests, maybe it is for now, yeah. <laughs> but long term, absolutely not, you know. Uh, Lycan Warrior over at Entropy said, uh, you shouldn't worry about your doctor or surgeon being a diversity hire. That's right. Um, that's that's something that's happening now, isn't it? They they Absolutely. lower the scores, right, yeah. uh, to get people in. They're less competent. This is happening within, like, I mean, vital industries such as, you know, like engineering, you know, architecture, uh, electricity, energy production, you know, and things like this. And eventually, and that's why, you know, I think eventually this system continuing as it is, is, is not going to make it. You know what I mean? It's go, it's some, at some point, it might not be tomorrow, but at some point it is going to collapse of just sheer incompetence. You know what I mean? At the same, you know, I, I wouldn't say the law schools are essential in a lot of ways, but what they've done is lower the standards, but only for uh, Hispanics and blacks. Right. And, so, and yeah. you see that? And I, put, I posted the thing, you know, so then they find that these guys can't pass the bar exam when they get out. And and whereas, you know, people with higher scores on the LSAT, the admissions 
test that they've always had, um, they, they pass it easily. But then these, these people that are basically affirmative action admits, they told them, I mean, they told these law schools, you've got to admit so many of these people. <laughs> and then after three years and all this money and, and pain and suffering, then they can't become a lawyer anyway. It's a joke. At least that, I mean, that, that's a good barrier to have that, that, uh, the, um, the board, the, 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 the board test after law school, because, yeah. and I hope they would do that with medical school, uh, and other things because they're, they're admitting way too many people. They were completely incompetent. Yeah. I, this is a unrelated in a way, but did you see that the chat GPG open AI uh, bot is now actually passing like medical exam tests and, uh, SA, you know, I forget what the exact was. It was scoring like in the 80 to 90th percentile of humans. <laughs> you could see how something like this will like, they'll try to make up you, you know what I'm saying here, like, no, 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 it's fine. We can still have the diversion thing. We'll have an artificial intelligence solving the, you know, doing the work for these people, essentially. I'm not saying this yeah. is the plan, but I'm saying you could see how this would be like a logical extension of uh, some yeah. of the stuff that's been in the news recently, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So let's, uh, well, switch topic a little bit here. This is a kind of an interesting, well, it's, it's still within the, I guess, partially financial sector here. The ADL, <laughs> they had a, they had a tweet thread here recently about uh, CPAC. Uh, they were concerned with, of course, uh, the uh, big that was rife with bigotry at at CPAC. Uh, they highlighted a couple of people, and of course, Trump to highlight as well. They can just not leave this guy alone. They said this: former President Trump also delivered remarks that were in character, but still danger dangerous. His claims about expelling warmongers, driving out globalists, casting out communists, <laughs> and throwing off those who hate our country echoes classic anti-semitic rhetoric <laughs> that's quite a the fact that they want to take this upon their shoulders oh <laughs> and claim all these like so you're saying wait a minute you're saying warmongers globalists communists yes yeah. what's the basis of your guys? where does it come from <laughs> you know i mean the globalism for example i mean and warmongers who's behind this this ukraine war you look at all these neoconservatives and everything yep uh and communism historically uh and uh that, that's that's reality, <laughs> but you know he didn't say anything about. He Jews. didn't say that. This that's just like, it. I mean, you think so a lot of people Jews. reading this are saying, "Hmm, <laughs> that's anti-Semitism." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's funny. I, I'm not sure if they they understood. Do they not see this or what? Yeah, I, I mean, I. Oh. oh boy. All right. Well, I mean, okay. You said it. All right. That's what <laughs> <laughs> you you said it. Not us. Uh, and Maybe it, you I should know. think about this. <laughs> Here's, here's, here's Trump's daughter, right? So the, despite all these things, and he moved the embassy for Israel, and he's shown his yeah. love, and he's, yeah. he had Jewish sponsors and Jews in his administration, it's never good enough, right? Never it doesn't enough. matter what you do. Never good enough. Here's Ivanka Trump and her husband, Jared Kushner, uh, Davind Sharakis at the hotel early this morning for Visikin, joined by one of their children, right? So yeah. what is it? I think it's every, is it every one of Trump's sons and her and daughter that married Jews, I'm not I sure think? about all of them but uh, yeah majority anyway I yeah. think it is right uh, well the guy who remarried Guilfoyle or whatever Kimberly Guilfoyle yeah, she's, she's not but uh, I think his prior was or something like that um, and those two just destroyed the Trump administration oh yeah absolutely I mean basically Ivanka's a, a dyed-in-the-wool liberal and and Kushner you know all he cared really about was Israel but then he he was doing all these other things that were Really against what what Trump was talking about before the 
Well, that is good. I think they're alienated now from Trump somewhere. They, he, I hope so. They're not part yeah. of the coterie anymore. They avoided his talk when he said he was going to run for president and all that. Um, and I, I'm hoping that if he does get any, they won't near these people again. <laughs> God. Uh, it's just... Whatever happens, happens. Obviously, kind of thing. But yeah. I'm just, I'm just so over it. It just feels like we're just right back in 2016 again, and we're going to yeah. waste another four years that we don't have yeah, on yeah, a guy. Oh, right. you know, for all the. I see so many of these conservatives and mega Republicans, and I think for the most part, their heart is in a good place. But we have yeah. to have someone who's stronger, and you know, what I mean, like that, that actually decides to do something. And I, and I frankly don't think that candidate exists. This That's the problem, right there. Right, exactly. We're right. always in a position of. Well, who's the better or the worst of the, these bad groups? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. DeSantis, I really no. don't trust him at all. Me neither. He's a total pro-Israel fanatic. They all are. There's no there's no one that's yeah. like, and it's yeah. not that they have to be, they don't have to build it around that, but at least no. just care, don't just ignore that and focus on America and European yeah. Americans and those who built this country. And, yeah. and, you know, and we just cannot get that. So I just feel it's another waste of of. of energy and time and getting our, their hopes up, you know, that, he, oh, well, this time he's, he'll fix it. He had a chance and he, and you know, he could have done something, I think, genuinely. Granted, oh, he we, could have, yeah. Granted, we, two he, years he had, he had Republican Congress, for God's sake. Exactly. So he had Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House. You know, there were so many people sabotaging anything that he wanted to do. Yeah. And the Democrats just constantly pressuring him. And as soon as after 2018, or investigation after investigation, <laughs> You can't blame Trump entirely because it was wall-to-wall -wall hatred true. and hostility. That's true. He, he was under the gun from the beginning. But, you know, yeah, Trump, Trump. Uh, I, I hope he doesn't get in again because if they do, they're Democrats. I'll go absolutely. Uh, I know. Absolutely. They're nuts. But oh, what the weird thing about that, though, is over what? Over what? Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. like it's it's this it's so weird with that that like they they I'm not sure what the right term is they lower the bar or do they high, increase the bar anyway they lower the bar I guess to such an extent uh, by calling him you know fascist and a Nazi yeah. and racist and it's like what does this make just a normal like right wing person then if Trump yeah. even can't even you know they'll do they'll those do <laughs> do those things to it, stumbling on my tongue here you know what I mean though right it's like absolutely what the heck you know it's like. I, in a way, it almost feels like it's intentional that that way they push the Overton window so far to the left that even the slightest little centric yeah. rightist position is like out of control Nazism. Oh, and, yeah. and everyone backs up to that and think that's the norm in a way. You know what I mean? We just need yeah. people that just don't give a shit, basically, <laughs> and just do it anyway. Yeah. That's, that's, I think it'll work. <laughs> that's what it is. All right. In 2016, I wrote a lot of articles about that. How, uh, you know, there's this. Absolute fear, calling him Hitler and Nazi and all that. <laughs> it really started out when Trump enunciated this this isolationist uh, foreign policy. Relatively, he did want to get troops out of Syria, Afghanistan, and all that. Yeah, the neocons went ballistic and never Trump, Bill Crystal, and all that. And um, then also what he's saying about diversity, because his neocons call themselves conservatives. Now they're you know card carrying members of the Democratic Party and love everything they do with. Diversity, and so they were—they were always full conservatives. But um, boy, the hatred there is just palpable. It, it's easy, I think, to be carried away because the, when the left reacts in such a strong way, you think, "Well, he's got to be doing something right." You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it, same yeah. thing as someone said, Trump had all the right enemies. He had all the right enemies, and he talked a good game. Yes. And uh, you know, his first position papers, like on immigration, not only mentioned illegal immigration, he mentioned legal immigration. 
Yeah. How many conservatives do that? You know, very, very, very few. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to attack illegal immigration. It's illegal. But, oh, we're a nation of immigrants. You can't quarrel with that. No. It's, I don't know. I, no, that's, that ship sailed. It was fun for a little bit. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was I just, was hopeful in 2016. I sure, really I mean, you gave him a chance at least. You know, yeah. okay, yeah. let's see what happened. No, no, another one that failed. No, okay. we got was a ta- tax cut from Paul Ryan. <laughs> Basically, that's right. For, for rich um, people. So this one, I'm not sure if you have any comments on this. Uh, wait a minute. What are the, oh, no, this one, Washington Times. Let me show this one first before I play the... Holocaust school board meeting. That's a funny one. Uh, Jews most favorable viewed religious group in the U.S. Pew study says. Did you hear about this? I hadn't heard that. <laughs> I'm not, sure I'm not what surprised. Drives it. Judaism is the most favorable viewed religion in the United States, according to not mm-hmm. not Christianity. Isn't that kind of weird? Is that because there's maybe so many leftists then that don't like? I don't know. Um, According to a Pew Research study, despite a rise, of course, here we go, in anti-Semitic incidents across the country, uh, Jews scored a net plus 28 rating in the uh, analysis released Wednesday. The study also found that Americans generally view Roman Catholics and mainline Protestants favorably, but tend to view Muslims, atheists, and members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, mm-hmm. commonly known as Mormons, negatively. There you go. Yeah. And so many of these... What about all are, uh, Yeah, the, these evangelicals are just nuts about Jews. I mean, I, <laughs> I posted the same. I mean, have you seen these commercials on Fox, you know, where they're, uh, you had these, these Jewish charities... Oh yeah, the, uh, the fellowship of yeah, the Christians yeah. for uh, Israel. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fellowship of the Christians and Jews or something. And, oh, I and, have a and clip they're just there. rolling in money. It's a Jewish organization, and uh, you know she she gives a big check twenty five thousand dollars to mm-hmm. the uh, to the IDF, the Israel Defense Forces. Then you got John Hagee also pumping uh, ads on Fox, getting these Christians. And and uh, this article I read, uh, it is a poor coal mining town somewhere in Kentucky or West Virginia or someplace, and they're ponying up all this money for Israel and giving it to, to the, uh, you know, one of these, one of these uh, so-called charities that are uh, donating to Israel. And, you know, people like Hagee are, are wealthy, and, oh, and yeah. uh, they, they got a huge following and big congregations and everything. They're rolling in money, and then you got these poor coal miners Donating money to these guys. It's just sickening. Let me play you that because I'm glad you brought that up. I never got a chance to play it. <clears throat> but this puts the Israel, uh, sorry, the kind of the Ukra- Ukraine crisis, the war in, in Ukraine in yeah. perspective in terms of what this organization thinks is the most important yeah. with it. Look at the, look at this one here. They never mention Christians. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. They don't mention Christians in here. No, they, like don't, they, no, they, they don't. They don't exist, no. even though the population of Ukraine is probably ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent Christian. Absolutely, yeah. Check check this out, guys. All of this is humanitarian aid that the fellowship is sending from Israel directly into Ukraine. This will feed the people inside of Ukraine and the refugees on the border. Food, medicine, warm clothing is needed now. The situation in Ukraine is worsening. The fellowship is now working around the clock to help provide the refugees the life-saving necessities that they need most. Look at all of these people, and for everyone that you can see, there are hundreds and thousands more. Lives abruptly changed. We're called to step into this crisis, this inhumanity, 
The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews needs your $45 gift now to help rush food, <laughs> blankets, and shelter to Jewish refugees fleeing for there their it is. lives. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so it was like, so far, so good. Okay, they're talking about helping people yeah. in the crisis in Ukraine. No, no, we want the money only for Ukrainian Jews. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And some of those ads have these pathetic women on there. Oh, I've seen them, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and they're starving. They give them a basket of food. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to really change their lives, you know? Oh, my God. Here's the rest of that. We must act now while there is still an opportunity to help the Protect refugees get yeah, supplies. <laughs> right now, we can bring playloads of humanitarian aid to these Jewish refugees, but we don't know how much time we have. Clothing that's warm, medicine like insulin, and food, canned goods. This so is sad. one plane. Yeah. Praise God. To think that, that Christians actually donate to this. I know, what a waste. It's just an emergency gift of $45 helps rush food, blankets, and shelter. Call the toll-free number on your screen or go online now. And please give <laughs> as generously as you can give generously. to help the refugees while there is still time. It's, it's like interchangeable that no 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 it's not about uh it's just about ukrainian refugees but all your money will only go to jewish refugees yeah, yeah. you know it's like wow whoops yeah that uh that. she's well paid by the way her father uh started this thing and he was making four hundred thousand dollars a year and that was a few years ago when he died and i'm sure she's making a lot more than that now. oh you you know it absolutely yeah a lot of money in that that you know, these groups, they also only have to donate, what is it, like 10% or something to the yeah. actual ship. Maybe it's slightly more, but it's, you know, it's a it's a big racket, you know. Um, okay. Glad I got to play the clip. Good reminder there. Okay. So, <clears throat> this is a little bit of a different thing here, but uh, Doug Emhoff, right? He had a little comment. Let me see what was the uh, outline here. Uh, yes, Doug Emhoff says the hate that led to the Holocaust is interconnected to the hate in America that you see going to a going on at, at school board meetings. Let me play this. So basically, we have the crossover here between uh, the Holocaust and the school board meeting. That's a very <laughs> this is completely logical and reasonable. Let's play this to talk about how we can combat hate and anti-Semitism. I also met some Ukrainian refugees who were there, and uh, we need to. Oh, that, those kinds of refugees? Yeah, we <laughs> know what those mean. Yeah. <laughs> we know what he means when he says that. And I met one woman who was saved in the Holocaust in Germany, yep. settled in Ukraine, and is now a refugee again back in Berlin, where she originally left as a, as a Jew in the Holocaust. So you can't... These are the stories that are happening out there. And so this stuff is so important. This hate is interconnected. You see it in the discourse in the country right now you see it in the in the divide that we have and that just going to the school meeting you see that that hate that is out there the school got to step up <laughs> and speak out and we've got to call out the cowards out there people as my wife likes to say these so-called leaders but she's right because you can't be in leadership if you're not going to lead and all right, that's the clip. So, yeah, obviously, I forgot to mention Doug Emma. He, he's the first, the, no, the second gentleman they call him, right? Uh, Kabbalah, Kabbalah Harris's uh, husband. Yeah, as if there's no hate on the left. <laughs> the left are the people who really know how to hate, for God's sake. Oh, they're and, and, uh, institutionalized, yeah. uh, systemic uh, yeah. hatred. <laughs> and and what, what he's really saying is, you know, if, if you go against any, any, you know, any sort of establishment, elite uh, opinions, uh, like a, a 
or liberal left school board might have, you are basically the most evil person in the world. You're an anti-Semite. Yeah. And all hate is connected, but we're only going to think about hate um, among this as a conservative. Right? So mostly it's projected. I mean, well, where where is it? That, where is the hate? Where you're complaining about? Well, my kids are getting, my daughter has to go to transgender bathrooms and, and yeah. deal with biological males and, and all that, or compete against biological males from the swim team. That's not hate. So it's loving your daughter. That's that's life saving. Yeah, <laughs> life sa- life saving procedures. <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later too. By the way, but yeah, it, it's insane. Um, that they can push all this with a straight face and pretend that they have no hand in in, in hating their yeah. their adversaries and their enemies. No. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, who's no, on so- the streets? You know, it's the antifa just filled with hate. Oh yeah, and and you you go on on liberal Twitter and you have one one invective filled tweet after another against everything from Trump to school boards to whatever. It's just yeah. It's, it's, Blind spot. It's something. It? It's something else. Let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you that much. So, uh, speaking of this a little bit, I guess. Well, special cases. It was a, a, just a quick mention about this here, but uh, this is actually from a while ago, from a few months ago. I missed it. It's about two months ago, but it was another uh, kind of expression of this: uh, the privilege, the uh, the uh, exclusive um, place, I guess, that's reserved. Uh, for for whether they're Israelis or whether it's Jews or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was a memorial for an Israeli terror victim held in the European Parliament. And it was basically all these Europeans from various nationalistic European nations. Yeah, conservatives, had, yeah. Exactly, right? You know, Sweden Democrats had a hand in this. There's some from, from I forget, all the different parties. Um, when did they do an event like this for, like, Ebba Åkerlund, who died of terrorism in Sweden. Tommy yeah. Lind, another one. L- Lola, we talked about her lately in France. Like, wh- what is what is up with it? Why can't they do a, a, a similar commemoration? I'm not saying don't do her at all. That I mean, in this case, it's it's irrelevant because it's the European Parliament. I know you're worried about some Israeli citizen, but anyway, okay, do your thing. But then do, do these things for Europeans when they die of terrorism as well. But they, mm-hmm. as far as I know, they haven't done that. No, they won't. Do that. No. But implicate Muslims. I mean, what about the Muslim who, you know, murdered a hundred and some people at that uh, Paris bar, and, and there was repeated stabbings and all that's all terrorism. And yeah, they, it goes on around the clock. Yeah. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. yeah, there was national groups such as the Sweden Democrats and Vox. I'm surprised by that because I thought Vox Spain was better. Uh, they're using this as an opportunity to demand that the EU stop all aid funding for Palestine and begin forging an even closer relationship with Israel. And it's so aggravating that that's like that's what you get when you get those few nationalistic um, forces. Yeah, I, in the I think they're, they're they're searching for sort of moral cover or something. You know <laughs> that Israel and Jews have so much for a moral capital that you know you want to if you want to be like a good guy, you take up some Jewish issues. Right, and uh, yeah. so you say, well, I'm really pro-Israel I, and all of that, and uh, so we do this for this woman, and um, that'll make me be moral because, uh, of course, they're condemned routinely by the left as racist and everything else is in this country. Yeah, definitely. Glenn the Chinaman, good to see you, Glenn. Over on Entropy says a question for Kevin: What are your thoughts on? Those who put blame on boomers for tolerating Israel, civil rights, and the sexual revolution. That's a big topic there for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thoughts on those putting blame on boomers for tolerating Israel, yeah. civil rights. I'm, I'm actually, 
not a boomer myself. I'm one year older. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, goodness. You just made it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't think he's singling you out for yeah. a boomer. I'm just saying, you know, what do you think of that generally? Yeah, like, I, that know, we have a I know. Generation that's yeah. like, well, Israel is part of our, you know, that's our greatest the thing ally. Is, you know, you, you kind of realize that they've been propagandized their whole life. When they grew up, uh, the, all the media in America was owned by Jews. Uh, all, the t- all the television, Hollywood, big newspapers and all that. I mean, it was a constant drumbeat. And, um, you know, I know I, I was pretty informed, you know, I'm a fairly well-read person, okay? I, I was not aware of the basic facts on the ground in Israel for a very long time. Because where was it? It was not going to be in the, in, in the media. They're not going to talk about, well, you know, there's this West Bank over here and the Palestinians are, uh, were here, you know, way before the, before the Jews came and all that. And, and uh, they're not going to talk about, about the oppression of is, that Israel has inflicted on these people ever since the 1967 war where they took over all this. So it, it, the boomers, in a way, are, are victims of this entire top-down left revolution. Yeah. That I really talk about in Culture Critique and other places that, you know, it, it includes the left, includes the media, and um, we're all victims of that in a way. I, and I think uh, it's not just boomers. I mean, the younger generation, if anything, is worse People do tend to get to, uh, get more conservative as they get older. Yeah. But um, the boomers haven't gotten, you know, they're not there yet. A lot of them don't know basic stuff. Or, uh, you know, it's it's very sad. Either they don't know anything or they propagandize and then we have a few people. Like yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Obviously, guys, if you're not familiar with uh, Kevin's work, I, I think you all are watching, but uh, we get newcomers as well, of course. Mm. Uh, check out The Culture of Critique, an evolutionary analysis of Jewish involvement in 20th century intellectual and political movements. Yeah. That's uh, one of Kevin's heavy heavyweights right Heavyweight there. title. Yes. <laughs> I know you don't have Amazon because they don't carry it. Barnes and Noble stopped carrying it recently, and and uh, it's part of the whole censorship regime. Isn't and isn't that funny? Now the left is complaining. Oh, our tranny books are being censored. Right? Yeah, right. You know it, I mean, <laughs> now they're completely they're oblivious. To the, I know. Yeah. Oh man, it's uh, it's so aggravating. Well, anyway, we'll talk more about that later there too about the the, yeah. the trans stuff they're pushing. I quickly wanted to play this too. I think you actually retweeted this. So I think you maybe you saw the clip already. Uh, yeah, I did. Brett Weinstein or Weinstein. Uh, and of course, I want to actually play a clip by his brother as well, Eric uh, Weinstein. Many of these guests are overrepresented on Joe Rogan, of course. It's his, I forget what, someone did an analysis, le- Leather Apron, I think the channel is online, uh, that, that debunked this idea that, well, they're just, you know, smarter. And that's why Rogan <laughs> has them on. It was, it was a, actually a good expose. I'll see if I can find a link. I'll, I'll mention it at some point in the show, but that was very interesting. But, um, Weinstein says that white people standing up for their interest is dangerous and a disaster. Uh, and then, of course, they have this, uh, you know, contradictory position, obviously, where also we Jews are chosen to lead humanity and our interests are the most important. The, much of this, the, what was it, Eric Weinstein, or maybe it was Brett that gave this, t- the, dark we- in, the dark intellectual web. Was in, that intellectual the, dark web. Yeah, intellectual dark web, that's right. Came up with that title. And there's this whole slew of kind of pseudo like academics on the on that fence of side of the, the thing. Jordan the, Peterson. Jordan right. Peterson, Shapiro, uh, Barry yeah. Weiss, you know, like there's a number yeah. of these people. And and sure, on some things against like the, the total insanity of the left, they're decent they're decent. They do some decent comments uh, comments. But then they have this thing where as soon as I kind of open with, as soon as we offer su- solutions then, we're like, okay, 
The borders were open, Hart Celerac, similar things in European nations, were being displaced, replaced. They're hunting us, they're going after us. There's violence in the street driven by rhetoric in the media. Well, what do we what do we do against? Should we just they have this position that they just fold and well, we can't do anything against that because that would be bad and, and Nazi like. That's kind of the position many dangerous. of them take. Yeah, it's dangerous yeah. if you if you can't organize this white people. To who? Uh, exactly. And I mean, so you can kind of conclude that their position is not really against the left. Their position, and I'd say Tucker, I include Tucker in this too. They're telling the left, slow down, take it easy. Mm. You're 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 enraging the majority white populations in these countries, and at some point they're going to get angry and they and they're going to want to you know do something about this and push back. Mm. And that they seem more concerned with that, mm. right? Isn't that fascinating? Mm. Let's play this clip here from uh, Solid Solidarity Europa. That one of the hazards of the um, woke emphasis on race and the demonizing of the concept of what they call whiteness was that it was going to drive white people together and that that was going to be a disaster, not only for everybody, but especially for people who aren't white, that this was going to effectively take this potentially powerful, you know, lineage or pseudo lineage. And it was going to pseudo be pseudo lineage. cause it to gather. What the hell? Majority. Oh, man. Oh, would he He's supposed this? to be a biologist, too. <laughs> well, he's so high IQ. Kevin. Come on. Uh, you know, compared to any, compared to the next largest lineage in the U.S. at least, that that was going to be an extremely dangerous thing to do. So it was, uh, it was a warning from me saying, "Don't do this. This is dumb, especially if your concern is the well-being of people who uh, are from minority populations." You are creating the very coalitions that you would have us believe are the most dangerous coalitions that exist. Right, and Scott Adams is giving voice to the thing that will cause people to gather. What he says in this clip is literally, "Look." If people aren't okay with white folks, then I suggest white folks get away from it. And you say, like, you know. Oh, and the, so here's his brother, but I want to play that clip. I think he's referencing this clip. Here's uh, not Brett Weinstein here again. If we let the parties continue to play their role, they're going to start a race war. I mean, very predictably. No, I, I think the Democrats uh, are basically cynically toying with partnering with this so-called anti-racist movement and that that is going to back whites against the wall and cause them to start seeing things racially in a way that they haven't in more than a generation and that the net result of those two phenomena is that we are going to be headed to a conflict that nobody knows the way out of and what's more unlike our first civil war there's not even a geographic uh dis description of a solution Right? I'm it's not, not sure about that, though, because you have quite a lot of whites that are um, no longer interested or exhausted in their own identity who are not going to be taking up that war. So it gets a lot more complicated than white versus black. I agree it's more complicated, but do you see a way that it ends acceptably? Mm -hmm. I mean, we you have a well-armed yeah. rural white population that is now correctly understanding that it is being targeted by a mob that claims it's guilty of all sorts of things that it actually isn't guilty of yet. Yeah, there's a clip right there. <clears throat> yeah. That it isn't guilty of yet. Like, the, mm -hmm. he's saying there is a, they will be guilty eventually. But do you see what I'm saying? It's like... Obviously, let's be, take us from the top here, and we'll listen to uh, the other Weinstein brother in a moment here, but it's this obvious fallacy, this obvious straw man argument that if just white people je you know, organize, if they get together, if they stand up for themselves or do things that are good for them, immediately it will lead to some yeah. kind of holocaust, essentially. That, that, that's, that's, that's what false. he's thinking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. No I mean, that's it. false. It, it's, it's like 
No, there's no that's ridiculous. And you're running with something that doesn't mean they're all. It simply means us doing things that are good for us, taking on our own side. Mm-hmm. It, would actually, it would actually be more about us just kind of letting other groups be. Because if, we, if we're such horrible white supremacists and racists and so awful to be around, why can't what let us go then and let us do our own thing you know what i mean let her, let us have our own countries again right exactly yeah but that won't happen i mean I, I was very encouraged when i heard fred weinstein he was a professor at uh portland state i think and and uh he, he refused to take part in this uh white absence day where they don't go to class because if they're white and oh that's interesting you know but then then you see this and and uh, he's basically a Jewish, uh, very strongly identified Jew, and sees this as bad for Jews. And that's his whole orientation. Yeah, uh, is, is 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 it good for the Jews? And that's typical, just so typical yeah. of Jews. So. <clears throat> and they can't extend that then to to white people. <laughs> say no, they can't oh, say that. You know what, what's good for us then? Or, yeah. or they just doesn't even dawn yeah. on them. Or or again, they're willfully willfully ignorant of that yeah. issue and just say, well, that's uh, again uh, maybe they. The, the, I guess it's always in the back of their mind in a way. It's always oh, it 1939, I, whatever. Always 1939. Um, so here's a brother here. This is an interesting clip that I wanted to play anyway, but it's actually part of the end of this uh, first clip we watched here. So this is his brother, Eric Weinste- uh, Weinstein here. Listen to this. And you say, like, you know, somebody, not you, but somebody said, well, the Jews consider themselves the chosen people. Do you know why we're chosen? We view ourselves as chosen, not because, like, we're the best in that, because we're responsible. We believe that we are responsible for this planet. And we unleashed, we Jews, Edward Teller and Stanislav Ulam, both Jews, unleashed the power of the sun on the planet, which is dooming us to a very bad end. And I believe that we are chosen in the sense that it's our responsibility, not our privilege, not our this, not our that, not that we're on top, but it's our responsibility to shepherd the birth of the human race. And I think he says going into space at the end. Yeah, this is a slightly cut down version of that here from uh, Anti-White Watch. But yeah, talk about... um uh, have a hidey mighty opinion of yourself. There. Yeah, we are an elite, <laughs> and, and uh, so. <laughs> we are a natural lead. We should and ought to run the world for the good of everyone. Except, well, Maybe. they haven't really done that so far. <clears throat> no, it hasn't been. Uh, it hasn't been that great. Uh. <laughs> I mean, that, that's really what my writing on Jews is all about: is the conflicts of interest. They right. they do not see the word see us as having. Uh, any moral worth or worth preserving or anything else. And that's the problem. Uh, and, and that's the thing with about this chosenness. It's always meant, you know, different ethic for their group as opposed to the outside. You know, that uh, you, you could steal from, from non-Jews, but you can't steal from Jews and that, that sort of thing. And... Um, it's, that's steeped in like some of the, the religious literature as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's part of the Talmud. It's part yeah. of the Bible. Um, slavery is a great example. I mean, as if you know, Jews act as if only white people. <laughs> come on, Jews were the great slave traders of the ancient world. Yep. And uh, they, um, uh, there's a lot of writing about slavery in religious and Jewish religious law. Yeah. But there's a big difference between a Jewish slave versus a, a non-Jewish slave as for how they're treated and all that. So there's nothing wrong with slavery in Jewish. Uh, no, it's ethics. just it's just who is done against. Yeah, That's yeah, potentially yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, a lot of it is like hair splitting. You know, terms or definitions yeah. of what. Well, you know, I mean, if you want to run it through the religious interpretation, then it's basically well, no, no, we don't do this to humans. Well, do you consider everyone to be human? You know, things yeah. like that. No, the rest well, is you can canon, easily, right? Yeah, you can easily find rabbis who will explicitly say that 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 non-Jews are basically animals. You yeah, know, they, you can do anything you want with them. Ay, ay, ay. Um, okay, so then, of course, the media has to continue to push this 
idea here. Where are we? Here we go. That <clears throat> of all these things that are going on, it's actually white supremacist propaganda that uh, is the, <laughs> it's the, the biggest issue. problem. Yeah, yeah. It's, it has hit record levels right now, Axios mm-hmm. report here. Um, I didn't actually read the whole piece yet, but I saw the headline. and was like, oh, my. Well, I, th- I did read the damn thing. <laughs> and, uh, Tell us about it. Here's one thing it says. The National Justice Party, an organization whose website advocates for, quote, civil rights for white people. As if white you know, you have to put that in quotes because they don't really exist. That's ah, right. Jesus. I mean, <laughs> that, that's their attitude. I mean, uh, the white people don't really have no, it's, civil rights for white people? Come what on. That, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? <clears throat> it's their time to be suppressed now. Uh, we got to do against them what we think historically they did to others. That will make it right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're complaining on that. And the, uh, the event, uh, one of the events they had were successful. Uh, and that's bad. And then, there, of course, this is in the wake of all these uh, everything, you know, rhetoric on the Internet and, oh, my God, Musk bought Twitter. And now there's, uh, you know, a rise in anti-Semitic hatred, blah, mm. blah, blah. Everything is this all the time. Right. Mm. But then you look, of course, at the actual stats when it comes to like the, the racial violence and things like that. And and, it, and it's it's oh, this yeah. slow trickle. Right. It's not that it's just like, oh, here's one person go- that goes out and shoots 15 white people that that happens less often. But the endless, tri- which is, of course, going back to Scott Adams, one of the reasons that he reacted to, one of the reasons yeah. he said what he said was like w- every like every day he said there's videos of uh, blacks or, or non-whites beating up white people yeah. and being violent towards them and obviously being like racially, uh, ha- with racial hatred uh, that th- this is driven and yeah. that the problem is being exacerbated uh, by a media which is using continued like dehumanizing language uh, and they're they're seeing us as an enemy. They're programming all these other groups mm. and people to think that if whites is just gone, all your problems will be solved. And exactly. then they project upon us and say, no, that's what white people think uh, when they discuss immigration or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and as soon as these immigrants come to this country, they are propagandized that way and they start hating on white people. You see, you know, Elon Omar and uh, all these uh, these people, they 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 hate because that that's. What they're getting from the media that everything bad in this country is because of white racism and it's just and in europe too in every european country <clears throat> it's the same all over it's a an idea is launched in the uh, academic circles in in the u.s and then yeah. just a year or two later it pops up in basically yeah, virtually every right. european country you know what I mean? yeah, that's why you know the, the american academic scene has been so important because it does spread to other countries it does yeah, the academic the world points. is international if you want to be a a psychologist or anthropologist in Sweden or someplace, you got to go to meetings in the U.S. <laughs> or international meetings. Yeah, and and then you got Harvard professors and all that, and we know how the, how the universities run now. It's policed intensely that the, the hiring uh, and uh, of faculty uh, and uh, is is intensely policed to make sure that they are on the left. In fact, a lot of the documents now for tenure and and hiring. To say not only that you have to talk a good talk about diversity and all that, you have to have a record of social justice mm-hmm, activism, mm-hmm. and it's, a, it's astonishing. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, you you know, you're applying for a position in biology department, and you got to show that you've been active on behalf of black people or something. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just ludicrous. But the, but it, you know that's the total domination of the left, and they're not going to give up power. And then it says, well, no one is forcing you. All this is voluntary. voluntary. No one is forcing you. And then it's like, well, that's your only chance to get a job, to, to yeah. bow down to the same Oh, yeah, you got to do it. 
And mm. the, that's the DEI agenda. That's the, even the ESG agenda t ties into that. You know, universities mm. have that now, just like corporations mm. do. Absolutely. What have you done for diversity? Show, as you oh, said, yeah. show me your record. Uh, show me you've been a good boy or a good gal and, and bend your knee to our agenda, right? That's where it's all. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it's... Obey. Ab obey, that's it. Absolutely. It's insane. And um, so in the wake of this, of course, we have... <laughs> In San Francisco now, <laughs> raising this uh, idea, this crazy lunatic idea that uh, a five million dollar check should be available for every black citizen in San Francisco. Plus, plus right. houses for one dollar, plus ninety at least ninety seven thousand dollars a year for two hundred and fifty years. That's ten generations. <laughs> my, my, I have the feeling they don't really think black people can make it on their own. So you give them all this money. And it's still not going to change the relative position of blacks in the society because they'll piss it away or something because we have to support them for at least 10 more generations. Well, you see, we're equal, so that's the least thing we can do. <laughs> <laughs> we, have equal, equal, we have to correct the error. I could use past. a $5 million check. Exactly. That's just it. I mean, what... Someone pointed out too that it's a relatively small population, I think, of blacks in San Francisco. Somewhat, yeah, exactly. At, at uh, but then also, the, of course, the difficulty, what was it they said, that you have to be able to trace it to at least one ancestor or something like that, or they, it, was, it was a number of There's going to be a lot of white people that can find a black was, ancestor somewhere. I was going to say, it, <laughs> everyone's going to identify as black yeah. all of a sudden, you know. it's <laughs> That's happened in Australia with the Aborigines, because yep. they have all these, these laws now that benefit Aborigines in all kinds of ways. And all of a sudden, these Australians are saying, I'm, I'm Aboriginal. Yeah. In Sweden, there. I'm Sami now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's na native, like we yeah. Europeans yeah. aren't native, but you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah well, so what happens here? I, I think that when it's, this is a complete lunacy, uh, but I think they want to kind of like set this standard so that other uh, uh, cities or other uh, states even eventually will follow this, I yeah. think. And again, at, at a time when the economic system is. is Essentially, at its worst that it's ever yeah. been, the yeah. debt of the country is just sky. I mean, what is it, thirty trillion, and that's not even including yeah. like all the debt that's uh, expected with Social Security over the next ten years or something, and that these all these systems are bankrupt. And so, let's just piss more. Sorry, my expression <laughs> here, but let's just piss more money away and write checks for five million dollars a head. Yeah. So, it's it's yeah, insane. They've lost their heads. These they've people. lost their minds, and they're asking for too much. But this black activist, uh, they asked her, you know, how can San Francisco afford this? Well, they'll have to raise taxes on everything. <laughs> how could that go wrong? I mean, who's going to stay in San Francisco if they have to pay all these massive taxes to support a, a population of blacks? And, and just... Oh. oh, my God. Can you imagine? And then, like, a war with Russia or something on top of it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into... I'm laughing here. It's, it's sad. I mean, it is sad. But it's just so... It, the decline, I mean, it's just, oh, my God, it's oh, just, <laughs> it's horrific. you got to learn to enjoy it on the way down, I guess, in a way. Laugh at this because it's just so absurd. Again, I don't know if it's going to pass, but I could see some crazy. This is my other point when this was brought up in the past that, okay, it might not happen now, but the point is they'll keep trying, and keep eventually trying. it will be enough uh, diverse people yeah. on the on the media, on the board that makes this decision or something that they will yeah. pass it and you say no yeah, just print is, money and, and give us you know it's been proposed in congress in the, in the u.s congress for years and, and it, it's more and more support it's still a minority idea but um you know can you imagine putting out 
five million dollar checks for for thirty million dollars, thirty million black people or something, you know, <laughs> with a deficit we already have. Oh my God! Plus, let them buy you know, buy them all, all buy them a house for for a dollar <laughs> and uh, support their and, and their descendants for two hundred fifty. It's ridiculous. It's like they wa they want it to crash. This is like a again part yeah. of that predatory. Yeah. Uh, attitudes that I mentioned before, like just like just ram, like let's humiliate them while we ram this thing into the wall at 100 miles per hour. 100 miles an hour. So uh, let me read a couple of these here. Um, Archie, it's a while ago, I should have read that a while ago, but regarding the SVB stuff, of course, which, well, it's related to the financial situation here. Uh, it's great working at SVB because I really enjoy the Jeffrey Tubin Zoom call etiquette. There you go. Remember that? The CNN guy? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Masturbating, <laughs> betting on a call. And then I think it came out later that he, he was, he, he thought it was still online or something like that. It wasn't that he, th oh, I thought, he, no, he got off on really? actually doing it in front of people. Yeah, it was <laughs> some, it was something like that, unless I'm misremembering oh, that, but yeah. Uh, Anyway, no, he's slammed that on his feet too, hasn't he? He's still back though, there or something. I think so. Yeah, they, I think they got him back yeah. again. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Chalky Milk says, uh, <clears throat> "Excuse me, Henrik, but experts, TM trademarked, have said that an increasingly expanding monetary supply is good for the economy. Yeah. Therefore, you have to be debunked." That's right. Yeah, modern monetary theory. Right. There's. I played a clip with some women. They're just yeah. like, "Well, why don't we just print more money?" Yeah. There, problem solved. Let's just let's just print it. And I think modern monetary theory yeah, work in, uh, is like an advanced way of saying that. Essentially, yeah. let's just print. Well, it doesn't matter now. So, but experts, on experts, experts, That's right, Henry. experts. Yeah, <laughs> Expe yeah Tucker experts, had that, had the show last night, and and that was the whole lead-in for like fifteen minutes about experts, and it goes through the climate change thing. You know, going back thirty, you know, fifty years, where they're predicting all these things that never happened. You're going to have an ice age, or you're going to, you know, the, no polar ice in a few years. Yep, definitely. And now, uh, like crazy Greta Thunberg saying, within five years, the planet's it's over with the entire planet. I have the screenshot right here. That's so in 2018, she said this, right? Yeah. And of course, we're now this June 21st coming up. Then it will be five years. So of course, she deleted that tweet. Oh, she right? did right because it's not advantageous. Because now she was caught red-handed that this is all bullshit. And as you said. We can go back to the 80s where they talked about how it's going to yeah. be, whether it was global cooling back then. But basically, yeah, yeah the basic narrative is we're all going to die within 10 years yeah. or so. And if you don't obey and agree and do everything we say, uh, you're, you're, you know, you'll die, right? And it's always a, a top climate scientist. <laughs> it's not anybody on the street. It's an expert. So you got to pay attention to these guys. And that's one of the themes of my book, Cultural Critique. You know, uh, that, that what happened is that you had these Jewish intellectuals who were anti-populist. I mean, they, they wanted the, the idea that experts should, should run everything and uh, that, that uh, popular opinions shouldn't matter, that we have to trust the experts. That's going on in the 1940s. Yeah. And, and now we still see it. We still see it in spades, actually. The COVID thing's a great example where, where we experts said, lockdown, lockdown. Yeah. And, uh, and all of shots. it's coming out now, too, how they lied and exaggerated. Yeah, lied and exaggerated. Yep. It's just terrible. Uh, but, it, you know, and repeat it, and apparently Atlantic had an article very, very recently uh, about, you know, well, we were wrong, some of these experts were the wrong, but we have, to, right. we have to move on and keep, keep trusting the experts because, well, <laughs> you know, and, and of course the experts are always really part of this media control thing uh, that they're not going to allow... Uh, you're not going to allow dissident voices into this. They're not going to have a debate. And so you have Twitter censoring all these people 
at the behest of the federal government, by the way, the, the Biden administration, uh, to, uh, to keep them off Twitter. That's uh, right. Because yep. they were dissenting. Alex Berenson's a good example. Yep. Um, and uh, but and he's not the only one by any means. But they 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 kept him off. He's got a lawsuit against Twitter now, based on the files that they have found. Says Musk took over. This was the um, the left came back after the Twitter files were released and said, "Well, this has nothing to do with the First Amendment because nothing. Twitter is a private company." And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're literally the CDC, which is the government, is asking. Uh, actually, one of, one of my tweets. Is yeah, exactly. All <laughs> these agencies are telling Twitter and other. Co- yeah. We we don't even know how deep this. Obviously, it, this is same on Facebook, on YouTube, yeah. on TikTok, yeah. probably all the big ones, right? That is the very. That is what the First Amendment literally is for. Not having the government come in and say what you can or can't say. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like every and every step of the way, they have again instit- a systemic and institutionalized. Uh, state-sponsored censorship on the major social media Absolutely. platforms over just years and years now, and they and would I, and they would probably say, "Well, Twitter can reject FBI's advice or something." But you know what's happened to, to Elon Musk since he took over? Now the SEC is is investigating him. Yeah, and and there's all these investigations having to do with Musk. Well, that's what's going to happen if Twitter rejects the FBI and the CDC's advice and, and all their stuff about censoring. Suddenly, they're in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, with the federal agencies, because they regulate all that stuff, and you got to have friends uh, in the federal agencies, as uh, Sam Brinkman Fried, Brinkman uh, Fried uh, knew. That's what he yeah. he really made sure that the agencies, the regulatory agencies, were on his side, and they were until the bitter end. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The experts. Yeah. You must not do your own research when it comes to science. There you it was, go. It was these wonderful headlines. I was, it was a new, similar one for, on the New York Times, too. Uh, trust the, the whether it's white coats or whoever's on TV and stuff. Yeah. And we haven't even covered, like, in detail the UK situation with the, uh, uh, the lock. Was it the COVID files? Or what, are the, what was it called again? Telegraph had this whole leaked uh, WhatsApp yeah. uh, message uh, chats and logs, in, an incredible amount, right? And there were like the health secretary over there was like, when do we deploy the new strain, the, the new, new strain, variant, yeah, yeah. And like, like all this crazy stuff? And the we whole thing drive is fear still into them, you know? fear. Yeah, it's all about fear, and, and you could see this in spades here, and some people just freaking out, and, and the masks, there are two masks, and five shots, and and <laughs> staying away from my my brother's like that. He still won't go out. Oh, jeez. Uh, you know, and and where's Mass and and uh, won't go to the gym anymore because well there are people there and he's had five shots Man. for God's sake oh jeez and he did get COVID after getting five shots he got COVID oh yeah no of course no no that was that was always that was always meant to be that was part yeah. of the plan apparently right but he was <clears throat> he was thankful because he didn't die you that's know? right exactly so he would have yeah. died otherwise that's right he knows that for a fact right? I haven't been vaccinated I'm fine yep there you go exactly um, all right. Let's do this. Let me see. We're for time here. Uh, we're, we're we're somewhat there. We could. There was some action in France. We can skip that for now. It was, it was interesting. But while we're on the real quick here, while we're on the uh, uh, the kind of the COVID stuff, this could be good to mention how CDC bought cell phone oh, yeah. data in order to monitor Americans' compliance with the lockdowns. And right, right. Much more of the same thing where where it shows you. That the whole big brother system, excuse me, is already here. here. The surveillance, ubiquitous surveillance, and yeah. again, how the government is taking part in utilizing 
you know, what social media and big data has, has, has revealed to them or, or given them access to these wonderful things, how to track and trace people's behavior mm. in order to see, well, did it work? Did they comply? And if not, they can respond with new, you know, releases of information or tell them this now and stuff. And you realize that it's much more obviously, no one's, to no one's surprise here, that it's about management of the population Absolutely. as opposed to scientific accuracy. Right? You must obey. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, you know, you know, uh, Dinesh D'Souza put, made out that movie, 2,000 Mules, uh, about, you know, cheating in the election. And it was based on cell phone data like this. And as soon as it came out, it was, oh, you can't trust that kind of stuff. It's not, it's not accurate enough. But you know, it's used all the time by police agencies and oh, yeah. the CDC and everything else to track exactly where people are at a given time. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's outrageous. It is. It's insane. It should, it should be... Uh, I'm not sure if it is technically illegal, but if it's not, it should be, and it probably is. And <laughs> therefore, you know, who's going to be held accountable for this? Yeah. There's so many of these things that could just obvious uh, violation of whether it's, uh, you know, civic rights or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. There's a complete violation of the things that they supposedly are, are not supposed to be allowed to do. And they do it over and over and over, over again. And, and over no again. one is held accountable. There's no one you can talk to. There's no one you can like send to prison for this. And it's just, they just blame the nebulous bureaucracy in and of itself. Oh, that was just a, you know, uh, it's just an error or not, but we've corrected that. It's all fine now. Don't worry about it. You know? Yeah. The yep. surveillance state is really a huge part of what they want. Uh, and, uh, to enforce obedience in various ways. Yeah. Uh, Trying to see, I mean, you look at that article and they're talking about, you know, they could tell if you're going outside or if you're going to grocery stores or whatever. And Australia was doing that for sure. You couldn't even do anything. No, they caught, like they caught, no, we can yeah. see you're out. We'll go get you right now. There was police officers showing up where they were if right. they brought their phone with And they them. put yeah. them in camps. That's right. I mean, it, it was like gulags <laughs> you know, all over again. It was a wonderful time there. Uh, Okay, Xiofree says, uh, wonder how many drag queen story hour shows damaged by SVB's failure. What a tragedy. That's right. <laughs> that's a great tragedy. Good one. I like that. Yeah, that's, that was a good one. Archie, 20 years ago, I worked in the area of biodiagnostics. Machine learning was roughly 60% better at diagnosing illnesses than the average doctor, but people weren't comfortable with it. I would rather use AI in many professions than import all engineers and scientists. I agree with you, except the fact that AI has now become an AIDS-filled uh, communist, essentially, an anti-war yeah, liberal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yes, I, if it was objective, and if it was actually like truly scientific and upheld those standards, as opposed to a political biased anti-white one, which it is now, I think it's going to be even more terrifying, if you can imagine that, yeah. uh, than just having anti-white uh, diver diversity hires. Because uh, it will be, see the, thing, the problem with the AI, and we have a story on this too here, but the problem with the AI a little bit is that it, it will, it, it's been, it has that perception that it, it can never lie. It will be 100% accurate. It is objective, right? It, it, it biases therefore out of the picture. And therefore we should listen to artificial intelligence as kind of a deity, as a God essentially, right? Yeah. And, and uh, one of the things it says, they talk about alignment with human interests. Well, what does that mean in effect? It means that the people who program it are going to program their values into it and, That's right. uh, and make yeah. sure because they, you know, I remember when uh, some of the first things that came out with AI was they would look at data and pretty soon they, they would find that it would be prejudiced against black people because, uh, you know, they'd see that the, the, the statistics on crime and, and such things, well, they reprogrammed them. 
and, and they make sure that they don't do those sorts of things. And, um, you know, when they say it's going to align with human interests, what they really mean is align with establishment leftist uh, narratives uh, that uh, are being emanated from the media now. Yeah, here's a is an example where you're talking about uh, AI has a racism problem, right. but fixing it is complicated. Which, oh, which is, complicated. I mean, they have we know they have uh, f- fixed it, if you will, within quotes. Here's New York Times: Who is making sure the AI machines aren't racist? Right. right. <laughs> Rise of the robots is the next one here. How AI is learning all our worst impulses. Right. So <laughs> you 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 have this like okay yes. AI, no matter how it is, there's someone that's always going to have the keys on the back end to program this thing and stuff like that. But now it's stuck. It's worse than that. Now it's this concerted effort to make it anti-white, right? To to have the yeah. same biases as liberals and anti-whites have, yeah. which is going to make it, I think, a thousandfold more dangerous. Because, as I said before, everyone's going to look at this like it's some kind of solution to like solving bias or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but no, as you said, uh, what was it objectively? Right? It was like. Uh, it, it, it came to conclusions that uh, uh, the the leftists didn't like, right? Whether it was a beauty contest in one, uh, beauty contest in one end, the AI ranked white people higher, and I guess that was based on actual like things like symmetry and ge- mm. you know geometry and things that exist in nature. So so it'd been fed the right thing, it gave the input, and so it <laughs> gave the right output, but that was the wrong answer. You see, wrong so now answer. we have to change. It's to not change aligning things. with human values. <laughs> oh my God, the robots are racist. Uh, anyway, so at this chat, I've, I've talked about it the last couple of shows on and off. It is creepy, though. It is scary because is scary. the chatbots thing is no good. And, and I think I made a, the point in one of the last shows I did, the, week, uh, the No Go Zone, the, the Wednesday show, that I think once these artificial intelligences, just even the chatbot thing is, is a whole separate you know beast in and of itself, but just the the worlds that artificial intelligence will be able to generate that people can lose themselves in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, you think about movies like The Matrix or whatever. But we're talking not not just virtual reality, but augmented reality. Whether you have you know a headset on, or maybe there's something in the retina that's projected onto your vi- field of vision. And when you have an artificial intelligence that can basically in real time generate things that you think you'll be inside of, you know, whether that's a world or kind of a computer game yeah. or like what they're doing now with these, um, uh, the so-called AI art, right? That you just type in a couple of keywords and it just spits out different versions of like uh, the image that it thinks you want, right? But like super quickly, you can generate things which, you know, and I agree. Some of it looks it looks cool, right? It looks great. It's I, I don't consider it to be art because it's randomly generated by a machine, and, and humans made that to begin with, I guess, in a sense. But but still, it is. I think it will be kind of a prison, to be honest, where people will just go deeper and deeper into this illusion and these worlds offered by uh, you know Baseball. AIs running on supercomputers. Mm. I don't know. It's it's creepy to me. I think we I think we should boycott it. That's my. Uh, too long. It's more advanced than video games. Oh, 100%. And and, and more addictive to these young people that never read a book or anything anymore. And it's just uh, dumbing down of the population. Some of these addictive things on their screen, why do they want to think deeply about anything? Yeah, because the the world is so awful, right? It's an awful place. A lot of sad things are going on. And so why not just flee into some kind of yeah. artificial, uh, you know, world, essentially? Created by, by people on the left who I, oh, exactly. to see it a certain way. A- absolutely. And you might, you know, type in your own keywords or whatever. But, man, I can't find... There was a clip I saw this morning 
someone did like a this is a computer game so you might not be familiar with it but zelda was a popular game in the 80s and stuff and it people had generated various images of like zelda as a 1980s movie and they added music to it and they had all these images of like how a conceptual art of how it would look and it was like i mean beautifully generated or rendered whatever you want to call it and stuff but but it immediately I said that people will they will get lost in this stuff. This is what they'll spend all their time on. Mm. And chatbots on that front, there's people that will spend all their time. Uh, I mean, I think they'll they'll fall in love with the, in these machines eventually. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and be completely lost in it. And we'll forget about nature. We'll forget about the horrible outside world where you know the climate is being destroyed. And you know, <laughs> well, you, can, you can buy outside. sex dolls now that are basically robots and. Um they're not going to ever have children or anything and for people who are very deficient emotional lives but a lot of people exactly and they can fill this void that they have yeah. with, with stuff like this yeah. right and just an end a stream of endless distractions which is just i mean immersive on a level that we haven't even seen before yeah. i mean this is it's a completely new weapon uh, that's being launched it's, just yeah, over the last it's a couple weapon of against, uh, absolutely it's a, and whenever something is free right there's always a cost to it yeah. And uh, they're now talking about the AI gold rush. All these companies are beginning to use it and stuff. And I, I just, I'm very skeptical, very, very skeptical. Uh, and I think it will be ultimately dangerous uh, for us, and it's a trap. Um, but anyway, so there's a lot we could say about that. But uh, we'll leave, we'll leave it at that with the AI stuff for now, at least. Uh, I wanted to ask you. I wanted to want to get into this thing about the trans, uh, the, the trans surgery, and you know, life affirming healthcare and all that stuff. But all of this is, of course, in the wake of just the, the diversity, equity, inclusion, multiculturalism, yeah. the brainwashing kind of around this, right? You had a yeah a couple of pieces up here uh, on this as well. Multiculturalism, brainwashing, and psychological abuse. I guess it's Richard Knight who wrote uh, yeah, those. Yeah. Um, Pen name, I guess. Yeah. Are they um, um, Tell us, did you go through them? Tell us a little bit about um, what he's writing about. Well, he's, he's writing about uh, uh, brainwashing and uh, the... Uh, psychological abuse and mind control kind of thing. Um, and uh, you can see it, you know, there's a, a student at Cornell 30 years ago uh, almost who uh, was writing about this, that, that, that you know, you, you, you're supposed to feel things with your gut. You're not supposed to think about them intellectually. You're supposed to just feel it. And I think that that's really uh, insightful because that, that's what we see now. You're not supposed to think about this. You, you're supposed to view it as a moral issue and um, you know you're either a good person or a bad person that's the only question so if you don't like or you criticize trans or black lives matter or something you know it's just a a gut thing that you have to go along with it uh and um it uh it, they need a lot of focus on this woman jane elliott uh who started this whole thing in the night i guess it was in the 80s or before mm -hmm. that where where she was um uh you know white privilege, you know, and the idea that white people oppress everybody else. And, and um, so you have uh, the dividing the population into these different groups. And uh, it was just extremely poisonous. And it's, but she's a hero. She's been on Oprah. She's yep. been on uh, Jimmy Fallon, uh, all the big talk shows and, and um, is, uh, you know, lectured all over the place and got rich and famous because this is fits right into the contemporary zeitgeist of, of you know the, the sort of liberal left. In fact, it's a pioneer. She was a pioneer there. I hadn't even heard of her, but you know she's quite famous, I guess. And 
And um, I remember seeing that like years and years ago in Sweden, they played that because oh, it was yeah, like a good, yeah. you know, anti-racism indoctrination course, essentially. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so she she was a teacher in a Iowa public school. She, yeah. She's no great scholar or anything, but you know, she divided the class into brown-eyed and blue-eyed, and then had the roles reversed. You know, where the blue-eyed are inferior in some way and all that, and oppressed by the brown-eyed and and. Uh, it, Pretty sort of traumatic experience for the for the blue yeah, eyed people. Yeah, for the people. kids there. Yeah, because yeah. there was children. I remember seeing there were cry. She did it against adults too, I believe. Yeah. She did multiple of these, but one of them were against kids. Yeah. And I remember her, just like w- the f- the wicked fierceness of yeah. her and how she was like attacking these kids and stuff. And yeah, they were right. sitting there crying and just it was horrible. It was like trauma based mind control. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was and, and these, she had these adults put collars on. <laughs> you know, in the in the oppressed in the in the, in the blue-eyed, you know, sort of white group or something. So it, it was, um, it was ahead of her time, sadly. And uh, that's why she became a hero because, like, oh, this works great. This Let's works adopt great. this method. I'm wondering if someone taught her how to do it at some point, or she, you know, if she actually came up with this all herself. But yeah, but I think that that's really what happened. Has happened now is that you, when you talk to someone about these issues, like white. Black Lives Matter and all this, they don't evaluate things rationally anymore. It's not no, no, a matter no. of that. It's all emotional. It's all emotional yep. and moral judgments. And it's just another, just citing my work again. But uh, I, my, my book, Individual, Individualism in the Western Liberal Tradition, I really emphasize that. For us individualists, this moral communities are so important. We want to fit in. Yeah. We want to feel like we're a good person uh, and we have with a good reputation. We're not kinship-oriented. We don't have clans and all that. We're very individualistic. Uh, but uh, so our, our social glue are these moral communities. Well, who creates these moral communities? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's the left now with the media, with uh, now with AI and everything else, <laughs> uh, the, the academic world. They're creating moral communities, and they don't want you to think rationally about anything. Definitely not. Uh, so yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, it, it is totally insane. And, if, you know, yeah, some people call it the, the diversity industrial complex. Yeah, and that's what it is. These the, people get rich. Oh, that too. I mean, that's you on start top of a it, yeah. consulting firm, a multicultural consulting firm, or someone like uh, you know, Kendi. Uh, um, Ibram X. Kendi. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, he's rich. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, someone like this Hannah Jones. She's rich. Yeah. And, De- and, De- and she's De- just, Robin D'Angelo. She's probably oh, wealthy from her books. Huge and, you know, bestseller. Yeah. Yeah. And, and after that, she gets to lecture all over. High lecture fees yep. uh, and all that, you yes. know. So it's very lucrative. It's a whole, yeah. It's a whole. Well, I'm not sure if cottage industry is the term then, because it's a it's a real one and a lot of yeah. money being made there. Maybe the term still applies yeah. though. But but then you, then you can have kickback from them. People say, "Well, see, it's just fake. They're just doing it because they're, they want to get wealthy and it's an easy buck and stuff." Like, well, that's part of it. But I also think genuinely these people do it because they are convinced of it. They're they they, of they it. like doing yeah. this again. They like seeing whites on the bottom. You know what I mean? They're like, let's suppress. Even them. though a lot of them are white, like like um, yep. Robin, uh, what's her name? D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah. And she, and it's pathetic. And you read it and talk about illogic. There's no logic in it. It's just uh, you know it's. Anti-white. Uh, yeah, it's anti-white. Her. That's it. Yep, anti-European, anti-white. Yeah. So I wanted to play a little clip. I was how long I last here, but I saw it in passing, and it's it, it's weird and funny for many different reasons. But it's Ali Velshi at MSNBC, and he ended up showing this. Uh, this is a screenshot from yeah. it too. 
as we're getting to this the trans surgery thing which is basically just some yeah. new frankensteinian butchery thing and there's there's screenshots and I'll, one of them I, I blurred so don't worry about it for sensitive viewers you might not want to see some of that anyway uh, but they're pushing this on kids now while the left is denying that it was ever ever done to kids. No, 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 it doesn't happen. You know, the Boston oh, Hospital man. thing that came out. Yeah. There's there's do even doctors on TikTok now admitting that they're doing like so-called top surgery on young, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old girls while the left is denying that any of this is even happening. Rachel Levine just came out yesterday, very recently, promoting gender surgery for, for minors. There you go. And saying it's yep. gender affirmative care and all that, and and detransitioning is non-existent. Basically, <laughs> I, I I can't. I, that's why I wonder about what percentage. I mean, you do see people who want to you know, regret it and are suing. There's oh a, yeah. A famous case now. They're suing uh, Kaiser Permanente in California. And, and mm -hmm. but uh, you know what is it? how many really you know are are. Um, uh, wanting to realize it was a mistake, or is it really helping their mental issues? No, all, and these no. kids are all there. Everybody knows that they've actually found that in the in the literature that these kids have psychological problems before they ever go, go into that. Yeah, and 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 so that the question is, does it make it better? And then can you trust the research anymore? No, it, can you? It, because no, the, you can't. The, the academy, academic world is completely woke now, and and, and journal editors aren't going to. Publish things that they don't like, that 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 go against the the, the, the sort of narrative. And I had experience of that last year with one of my articles that got published in an Israeli journal about Jewish influence, and then they had to retract it. Uh, that's right. Pressure. Yeah. The the editor got fired, and the whole thing. And that's what will happen to any editor that puts out something. Well, there's a lot of these kids decide not to uh, that they don't really want to do this, you know. But there's no question that there are these two distributions. There's some people, you know, say a, a woman towards the male end, some males toward the female but it's end. So but it's little, very so tiny, rare. Tiny it's very rare. Yeah. But and, it's, a, it's, a, it's as normal uh, as usual, Kevin, where the avoid the clear distinctions, yeah. the black and the white, and focus on the tiny gray scale yeah, that yeah. exists. And say, see, therefore, therefore, this is yeah. all normal. You know, what I mean, it's always been the case too, which is part of the the screenshot here too. Yeah. PBS did this independent lens investigation where they, well, we've found that, you know, in the 1700s, this tribe uh, wore a skirt or something. So right. therefore, it was a gender diverse culture. <laughs> and they're trying to gaslight us into thinking that this has always been the case. I suppose Rome was normal. too. There were those togas. They're sort of like dresses. <laughs> And is Germany transgender diverse? Italy, it looks like. Yeah. Some, Greece? Yeah. What is that? Ukraine there? On the, anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah. What is that? Is that Ukraine right there? And that's that's definitely Italy. Yeah, that's probably yeah, Rome, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, what is that? Maybe Balkans or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let me play. Actually, let me read a couple of these first. We it's don't end up behind. It is a joke. It's a, totally a joke. Uh, Holo In North America, what is that? Is that talking about, about Native Americans? What are they talking about? Like this here? Yeah. I'm actually not sure. This is a funny. I don't think they're just, sure. They just put dots on the map. You right? That's what I was going to say. You drop a pin on the map, and yeah. there you go. You proved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's natural. But like you say, somebody wears a, a man wears a dress, and now the whole culture is. It's gender brand. diverse. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Holocaust says, uh, since the scamdemic, if you had to put a number on it, what percentage would you say have woken up? to seeing things from our point of view. My personal experience has found at least double the people are fed up. I mean, on that, I think it's a large number in terms of like 
kind of you know more freedom oriented people and like they're willing to go out and like protest for their freedom and let the government off our backs we have to decide that seems to be a, a decent amount it's hard to put a number on of course but yeah. i don't know 10 to 15 percent of, of some populations i think are like they were out and protesting maybe it's not that maybe that's over hyping and maybe five percent it's hard to say but the overlap to like becoming let's say aware of like replacement or the immigration problems so that's obviously less there yeah. but it's always good to get people to generally open their eyes and just come to the realization that the authorities and the people in government and corporations and the whole woke establishment to use that term uh have turned against them right yeah. and they, they've lied been lied to that's always a good thing because one thing leads to another and that's why i think the establishment is so upset and obsessed with so-called conspiracy theories. Everything is deemed to be a conspiracy theory if it goes against the narrative. And then they say, that's why we have to shut everything down and control the yeah. narrative because that's dangerous. Because at the end of that, at the end of the day, they will wake up to all kinds of things. Yeah. And as they, right? you know, everybody knows that America is more polarized now than ever since the Civil War, maybe. I mean, it, it's yeah. just, uh, it, and, and so people are, they're, they're, but a lot of it is sort of vague unhappiness. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of the talking heads, the conservative ones, don't really wake them up to what's going on. No, not and, and so a lot um, of gatekeepers. It's people the way. like you, yeah. you know, with a with a you know show like this, I'm trying to do what I can. But you know, we are so small compared to the mainstream media. Yeah, and, and we uh, so it's, uh, I, I hope that in you know that we, we can have an effect. But yeah, they want it. They want it. that's why they want censorship of this stuff. Uh, they they are very worried about it, and and uh, as you had in your introduction, the truth is on our side. Yeah, but um, you know we uh, have a hard, very hard time getting it through there. Yeah, I think we putting pressure there for on on normie conservatives yeah. and even you know because you have a it's a sliding scale, it's a spectrum as I say, right? But it's yeah. like always you have the the Fox Newses and stuff on yeah. like the right or whatever, but then you have you know the Daily Wire after that, Stephen Crowder, you yeah. have Joe Rogan, you have you know you have. And all along the way, there's a bunch of gatekeepers. No, 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 yeah. no, no. We can't, as I said before, like we can't, we can't organize. That's yeah. that's evil. You know, we can't yeah. do that. Oh, well, what do we do about it then, right? But I think us putting pressure on them forces that you've seen the red regarding the trans issue. Here, we'll get into more in a moment. You've seen definitely a heightened rhetoric on that front by those who are like associated with the Daily Wire and things like that. Yeah. Right, Michael Knowles calling for the ban on on transgenderism and things like that, yeah. and that. It's good that they like turn up the heat a little bit and, and, and put their foot down and are strong and just show the rest of the, the people and the establishment out there that they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? But my point was, okay, great. You know, but can you do the attack on white people now also? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been mentioned here and there, but there's exactly. it's a long way to go still, to be honest. Yeah, and when they hear that, all they want to do is shut it down. That's right. Shut and, it down. Uh, shut it down. Night Nation Review, good to see it says, hate is the new code word for uppity Gentiles who are getting ideas of pushing back against Jewish power in the in the West, especially white Gentiles who are the most concerned with, or they are the most concerned with. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Uh, we're allowed a little playpen as long as you're within there. It's fine. That's going to be interesting to see, too, to see if, if, if will the Daily Wire be censored in any kind of meaningful yeah. way? Will the Michael Knowles or Matt Walsh actually be censored? Or or kind of are they allowed to roam in that little anti-transgenderism mm. sphere? Which, mm. again, it's necessary and they should do it. Uh, but will they you know, extend that to some other topics as well? We have uh, absolute freedom of speech. You can say anything you want in your closet. And just uh, right. <laughs> exactly. 
Cat Channel says here, and I quote, Jews aren't humans, they are parasites, unquote. Uh, thank you, catch <laughs> the red, thin red line says, if white people there, uh, if white people there will be another Holocaust. Maybe you got uh, autocorrected there. I, I assume you mean like organized or something like that. Um, this is all just just projection because this is what they would they would do. Yeah, it's, it's I very, believe it. Very frankly. possible. Yeah, absolutely. It um, happened. It happened before with Bolsheviks and Soviet Union. Twenty five million murdered. Well, we, at least we don't we don't yeah. even know six. Well, maybe that's the whole of the communist project. But like you know, the Soviet Union. I mean, that's what the, the Black Book of Communism. That was their estimate, and I, I you know, that's that's enough to. That's probably accurate. Yeah, I'm, condemn I'm throwing, it totally. To, I'm throwing in Mao and China yeah, and all yeah, these other then, things then you in get there. A lot but, more than that. Yeah, then you're like up at fifty 60, million think, in but, China is my understanding. Oh wow, it's insane. Yeah, and, and now it's like this. Yeah, we need a cultural uh, revolution. You know, and that's what's happening now, right? Yeah. Uh, Chalky Milk Experts TM says the chimneys don't need to be attached to the buildings in order to be functional. Checkmate. There you go. That's why we. Can, <laughs> that's why we can't have thianth, right? Uh, the Silvachi, if that's how I pronounce your name, says uh, friend bought me a signed copy of Kevin's Individualism and the Western Liberal Tradition. A real eye opener. How how we got here? A must read. Thank you, Professor. McDonald for sticking with it. Regards, Hervard Silvacci. Thank you. That's it for you there. And here's a question, uh, question for uh, Kevin as well uh, from Cockfree Zone. Question for Professor McDonald. Do you know of a historical example where Europeans successfully forged an agreement with um, with sect within the small hat community, or a sect maybe, or with the sect of the small hat community, to leave each other alone that was actually effective and avoided conflict and or war between small hats and us Gentiles. If you see what he's saying there. Oh, small hats and us Gentiles. Yeah, he's talking about Jews. <laughs> <laughs> like, basically, was there, has there ever been a historical example where there's like an amicable, like, you do your thing, we do our thing, let's avoid conflict. That's the problem. It never has, that I know of, but... You know, I think that's what the national socialism was all about. That, that you know, that they they really couldn't deal with what Germany was becoming. Right. And, yeah. um, and instead they, of saying, "Okay, and, we're uh, getting Israel yeah. here," let's and go so there. They, yeah. they were, you know, they they wanted to essentially deport Jews. Yeah. And uh, get them out of there. They made an agreement with the Zionists, ship them to Israel. Yep. Uh, to Palestine, and yeah, and yeah, but then. They course, broke. They you, broke the agreement, they, though, right? Essentially, they and and especially the international Jewry declared war on them, and yep. um, declared war on used their influence in the United States and Britain and and elsewhere to. Uh, so you know they were up against everybody, entire West. Yeah, yep, definitely, and and Soviet Union as well. That's true. That's true. Cockfrey Stone says I spoke with uh, Chat GBT. Is it GPT anyway? Uh, and, and it told me. Uh, that the idea that Jeffrey Epstein worked for Israel was a baseless conspiracy theory. Oh, come on. <laughs> of course. Uh, that's funny. Thank you, Cockfrey Zone. Appreciate that. Uh, Space Kang says, my intuition is Trump will be brought back in 2024 to continue our slow boil of degeneracy. Uh, what can we say to people that only have hope that Trump will save us? Um, <sighs> I think you could. You just have to let them be, I guess, deluded and fooled once more, maybe. I'm not sure what it will well, take to get frank, them to frankly, see. Frankly, I, I think that there's so much hate against Trump, though, that they will not allow him to win one way or the other, by right. hook or by crook. They will lie, cheat, and steal to get it done. Yeah. There's so much hate against him. It's unbelievable. Oh, no, that's true. That they hate true. DeSantis, but nothing like they hate Trump. Right. 
And uh, that's why they want they're doing investigate. They're still doing it. Oh yeah. And, and now right. the Attorney General of New York says he they may charge him, and in Georgia they may charge him, and Mary Garland may charge him, and yeah, you know, it's like. Yes, one thing after the other, nothing in nothing substantial, nothing means to anything. Yeah, it's just the, the <laughs> Russia collusion hoax, and the, you know, it's when it's been. Boy, they unleashed everything. Uh, and again, it's it's that's kind of part of the game a little bit that it's it, that becomes a theater a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like Trump really didn't do the things that are worthy of those kinds of no, hysteria and, and investigations, but that keeps the Trump base. In a in a bubble where they think he is the most dangerous thing yeah. that we have and a weapon of your only hope. <laughs> so, yeah, it's sad, right? It's very sad. Yeah, no. I, as again, I think they just have to kind of break. They have to be let down once again. But again, we, our job is to uh, ultimately they are people that are at least willing to see things from our perspective. They might yeah. not be all the way there, but that's our responsibility to yeah. try to uh, yeah. help these people, awaken them, tell them what's to- going on, and you don't have to do it by. Like shitting on Trump just because, you know what I mean? There's other ways you can open the door for them at least. Yeah. And, and, and have them, you know, focus on what they actually are interested in within that, uh, the, the MAGA Trump yeah. sphere and, and try to, you know, find a way in that way. Yeah. Uh, Zone, uh, again here says, uh, the fear of another Holocaust is projection by the tribe. It also uh, is a confession that they know small hats are actually behind white replacement and they know that people will be angry when they realize that. Yeah, that's kind of the point I think with Weinstein a little bit too. Keep the lid on, slow, you're moving too fast, right? Even Tucker and Ship of Fools, yeah. the book he wrote, it's like this is a warning to, not to the working class and European Americans, this is a warning to the elite of saying, mm-hmm. you're crazy, everything we have here is we're losing that because you're pushing too hard and too fast and that will wake them up and you will lose everything. Yeah. That's one thing that, you know, I, I had in my book, Culture Critique, but also in this paper that I wrote last year, I'm revising Culture Critique, by the way, to include this stuff. I mean, this is the thing. If you look at that, with the history of immigration law, this, the Jews were, were totally involved in that, and they still are. You know, they, they still vote Democrat. They still want multicultural and, and non-white immigration, and uh, they are very powerful, to say the least. Anybody who... Anybody in Washington has to know this. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to realize where the power is. And I also think that's true, like, China must know what's going on in this country. Because they, they, they have to be realist, realistic and understand how things work. And that could be why China is opting to ally with Russia, because they see that this globalist movement is totally against their interests, um, uh, that uh, it's, it's anti-national. And you have Russia trying to preserve a civilization in the face of globalism, and this is what this war in Ukraine's all about. Yeah, what uh, I are you good for time? Can you spend a little more time? With I can us spend here? a little more. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because uh, we're not even halfway. There. I do want to talk about uh, Putin, obviously, a little bit too. I just want to show real quick there the, regarding the transgender. Well, let's not play Welsh <laughs> now because it's like <laughs> it's too long. It's it's a hilarious clip. I'll play it another time, right? But re- regardless. The whole point here is that this this tug of war that's now it's kind of you know happened between yeah. the right and left in a way that where yeah. there's a hysterical push by leftists to claim that all this butchering surgery and this horrible thing that they're doing and using kids as experiments is not really happening right and the the right have finally kind of fought back a little bit on this front I'm feeling there's yeah. a good momentum they, yeah, they have. you know whether again it's from a type a DeSantis type or you know a Matt Walsh and things like that right so, and, it, and that's good to see that's I'm encouraged by that and they try to keep parents out of it 
Oh, don't tell your parents. Don't right? tell the parents. We would do it behind it. It's not what they do. TikTokers now, they're like trying to talk directly to the kids, right? But I want to play this clip then. Here's uh, MN. That's, oh, is that, that Minneapolis, one, yeah. right? MN. Or Minnesota? Is that what it is? Michigan. Michigan. Okay. MN, is that what it is? Yeah, um, Michigan's right. Yeah, she was uh, Tucker. Peggy Flanagan. Yeah. Oh, was she on, on Tucker, this, yeah. this lady? I didn't see that. Yeah, Peggy Flanagan. Let me just see what she... She's uh, something. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, Minnesota Governor Peggy Flan uh, Flanagan on oh, sex... Minnesota, you, I guess... Yep, on sex right. changes That's for right, minors. Minnesota. Let's play this clip real quick and see what she said, and then we'll look at what, <laughs> what actually is going on a little bit out there. Here we go. Because, let's be clear, this is life-affirming and life-saving health care. That's the line. When right our there. children yep. tell us who they are, it is our job as grown-ups to listen and to believe them. Believe them. If no my kid what. says I'm Batman, believe it. <laughs> Basically, that's it. Whatever delusion they come up with, you. I, this is great clips. People showing their, how their kid, like they're they're talking with them. Um, yeah. Are you a um, are you a, a, a grilled cheese sandwich? And the kid <laughs> is yes. You know, what I mean. It, it's so it's so dumb but again it's it's all down through guilt right there was this line the doctors have have uh, learned to tell these parents that are concerned like oh you're you're so your your son want to be your daughter right or whatever and then the doctor again the authority the expert the white coat comes out and say well would you rather have a daughter that's alive exactly. as opposed to a son that's dead? You that's know? And it's this right sloganeering and again fear right scaring mm. these people that mm. if you don't do this you will you will be responsible for the death of your own child. That's yeah. that's the spin that they've put on this, and it's so disgusting, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. They they completely discount the ability of propaganda. Warning here, graphic. Oh warning. God. Yeah, sorry. I have, and I have to social show. contagion with with children. Yeah. I mean, you've seen all these TikTok videos put out by libs of TikTok. A very yeah. good thing to follow on Twitter. She. She has these videos where you have teachers bragging about how they're propagandizing kids about this and very proud of it. And, you know, children, you're six years old, eight years old. How can they judge any of this? They can't. No, they can't. And, and so, and they're supposed to not tell their parents and all that. And it's, it's disgusting, right? Yeah, that was one picture, right? Obviously, that's not a child, but the point is this is what they want. They want them to go down this path. Yeah. And have a, uh, you know, again, uh, what they call a neo-penis. <laughs> and they make them, they graft them from their arm. Another graphic warning here. This is a shot of an arm. But they take, and sometimes they take the thigh, right? The thigh skin. And they form a, uh, what they call a neo-penis. Here's an arm, right? Yeah. A ra radial, radial forearm free flap, RFFF, involves taking the skin, fat, nerves, and arteries and veins from your wrist to about halfway up to your or, of your forearm to create the penis. Typically, the surgeon will use your non-dominant hand, so it's easy for you to recover and return to your day-to-day -day activity. I tell you, it doesn't work like a penis, really. No, no, of course not. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not alive, as far as I understand it. There's nothing there. I, I remember a while ago, there was some... Wasn't there some like some pump or something they had? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, in the photo you had there, the, the guy's got a pump and a tube going up, and, I, oh and it has something to do with his penis. I don't know what the hell it is, but um, yeah, they, it, it's like totally abnormal. And uh, but Kevin, this is how. Look at the pins on the map. Okay, <laughs> this is 
it's always been gender diverse. Experts uh, everywhere. Said this. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you go all over the world, well, she says. I'll tie yeah. I'll pull that out later, guys, and I'll play it at some point. It's but, just the West. Western Christian culture. <laughs> That's yeah, the, a blame for everything. Yeah, exactly. That's your We're problem. the only culture in the world that believe that <laughs> doesn't believe in transsexualism. Yeah, I mean you linked up the Babylon B article, which is, you know, a joke, but that's what it is now, right? Your, your baby yeah. this is what when is this from okay, this one twenty twenty three. Um but they've had this, like, oh, you're if your ba- your baby knows these some of these doctors have said they just knows that it's in the wrong yeah. body and you have to listen to them and if they say whatever they say you know, you have to, as you said, you have to, if they believe they're a bat, you have to surgically, I guess, convert them to a bat. Why not, you know? Mm-hmm. Here's another one, too. Here's the um, um, the arms that they've taken. Look at these. Oh, the, the mutilation of this. This is what they want for y- your children, ultimately. But those double mastectomies on girls, that they've got huge scars on their chest for the rest of their lives. Oh, it's awful. Again, one thing that actually DeSantis did well, he had a little bit of a clip. I should Maybe I should have brought that in. I forgot got it now, but... He, he had a little bit of a clip of Biden basically saying that this is, I forget if it was him denying that it's not happening or it, maybe it was the same. It's life affirming. It's saving their lives, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And then showing like the actual mutilation on the other side and just how many times this goes wrong. And even the same thing with the other thing, the whether it's the going from male to female, right? They actually cut, slice the male part up in pieces and they fold it in and all these crazy things, right? It's this, sorry, this is awful to hear about, but this is the reality of it, unfortunately. It's basically this ga- this wound that you have to dilate with the aid of like some kind of me- some device that they use to do this regularly because it's, it's an open wound and it would actually close on itself <laughs> after a while, right? And it's, it's just is a, I mean, pure revolt against everything that's natural. Yeah. I, I, don't, I can't see, I don't see it any other way. You yeah. know what I mean? It is. It's a total... Revolt. They don't believe in nature. They believe that no. you can mold humans into anything. That was the the old Soviet ideology. The new man, cre- right? Create the, the new Soviet the man. The new man, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, but via propaganda, you know, that would get the parents out of the equation, put them in the schools, and we'll make make them right and all that. And and that's what they want to do here. They want to get uh, parents out of the equation. That's why they don't want parents at school board meetings. And. Um, yeah, and it, if they it, do go to school board meetings, it's basically another Holocaust. Right? Another <laughs> Holocaust. <man. laughs> why in the world are they angry? What? Why are parents upset? Right. That's what they want. Yeah. Let, let's do the last Putin thing here real quick, because uh, I don't want to keep you for too long, Kevin. But we have to just mention that real quick. So they have. They're now going after <clears throat> Putin, the International Criminal Court, yeah. uh, for for uh, uh, alleged Ukraine war crimes. Right. So here's yeah. the announcement by the ICC real quick and then we'll talk about that last topic here today 17th of march 2023 the international criminal court has issued two warrants of arrest in the ukraine situation for vladimir putin president of the russian federation and for maria vovabelova commissioner of the russian president for children's right for the alleged war crimes of deportation of children from ukrainian occupied territories into the russian federation it is forbidden by international law for occupied powers to transfer civilians from the territory they live in to other territories. Children enjoy special protection under the Geneva Convention. The contents of the warrants are secret in order to protect victims. The ICC attaches great importance to the protection of victims, especially children. 
Nevertheless, the judges of the chamber dealing with this case decided to make the existence of the worms public in the interest of justice and to prevent the commission of future crimes. This is an important moment in the process of justice before the ICC. The judges have reviewed the information and evidence submitted by the prosecutor and determined that there are credible allegations against these persons for the alleged crimes. The ICC is doing its part of work. As a court of law, the judges issued arrest warrants. Their execution depends on international cooperation. Basically, they would have to hand over Putin for anything to come out of this. <clears throat> they would have to physically capture him, yeah. right, and take him to the Hague or something as a year. This is blah blah blah. But what 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 really is kind of at the core of this, as far as I understand it, is again a hair splitting, ridiculous claim. Again, I'm not a Putin sycophant. I don't support everything he does and stuff. But it's clear that they're like they're insane. These people. They think he's <laughs> basically Hitler now and doing you know. Um, I assume it's over the fact that, that they took uh, Russian-speaking kids out of eastern Ukraine that was in a that's a war zone and tr and and took them to Russia, right? It's, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's first I heard of it today. You know. But is it? You know, the ICC is obviously a creature of the West. Can't, can't trust uh, propaganda during a war. This who knows what what the story is here. They don't even doesn't cite anything. It's hard to know exactly what this refers to i'd like to know more about it yeah but at the same time yeah i'm not a putin apologist really but you have to see things from their point of view yeah they, they they see it as existential that this is all about globalism and the end of russian civilization and nationalism and um i do think that there is an alliance coming up and and america should be hey, we should be concerned about this because american hegemony has sort of been good for us in a way we made us rich and, and allows us to borrow as much money as we want, and, and we're certainly, you know, maxing that out. But at yeah. the same time, and there's this uh, alliance now between China and Russia and Iran and Syria and um, quite possibly India. Um, yeah, the and, BRICS countries. Yeah, and and uh, they they see this Western globalism is you know is is uh, hegemonic and and against their national interests. And, uh, you know, it's all going to be one world, and pretty soon we're all going to be, uh, they're all going to be transgenderized. <laughs> you know, that, that's the thing. And, and he says that in, in his recent speech, you know, you see what they're doing to their families. You know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mess. Uh, and, and uh, you know, they're promoting all this stuff uh, with, with children. Well, that's what they would do in Ukraine. Pretty soon Ukraine would be, you know, forced, more or less, to have massive non-European immigration from Africa and wherever, like Ireland and everywhere else is. And um, pretty soon, they, they, you know, there'd be pride parades and all that. <clears throat> and uh, these Western NGOs would be all over it, funding the left, cultural left. So, yeah, and, and Putin also very uh, condemns the West, you know, as having engaged in war after war since uh, the Soviet Union fell. That's just it, right? Killed, yeah, yeah, killed. He says nine hundred thousand men. He says those those aren't our numbers. Or, yeah, I mean it's unbelievable. The the coups, the assassination yeah. attempts, the bombing. And this is not just an uh, what about this, but it's just to show you the how uh, like the we're the for I democracy. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the the ICC, the International Criminal Court, 
it's just a hypocritical political organization that's just doing this to like yeah, yeah to, to, to score points or whatever and, and if they wanted to there's an awful lot of other uh, groups and countries that they could look at and, and do opening criminal investigations into them and stuff but obviously that has not uh, happened right yeah. and, and even let's talk about that for a moment what about all the grooming gangs in Western uh, yeah. European and Northern European countries right now? Uh, is that not forcefully taken? Are we allowed to organize to do something about this crime against our children? Or no, they don't care about that kind of stuff. It's just, no, they we just talk need about to get poopler. You know, that's all. It, <laughs> it's just, it's such a clown show. You know what I mean? It's dishonest and it's completely uh, insane. And, and as I said, too, it's like it doesn't mean I support everything he does or whatever. But again, he, Putin has all the right enemies. Russia has all the right enemies. Yeah. And it's easy, that, therefore, to see them as some kind of fix to the situation. I, I don't think they are. But they're obviously doing some things better than the West is, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, kind yeah. of thing. But you, yeah, you brought this one into your last thing here. But uh, what about Israel, right? They, 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 yeah. Same thing. They're not going to cooperate gonna with cooperate. this. <laughs> and you know they they killed like twenty one hundred Palestinians just a couple of years ago, and in two thousand twenty one, and uh, you know bombed the crap out of Gaza and the whole thing, and right now they're doing the same thing. They got they got this new government in Israel, very uh, you know hardline, yeah, hardline against the Palestinians. They've yep. gone in there. The IDF's gone into the West Bank and just murdered people, and mm -hmm. and and of course the Palestinians are now doing uh, some retaliation and and and. Uh, that's terrorism, and uh, we have to clamp down on that. Yeah. And uh, but they won't go to the ICC, and the ICC wants to go with them. I mean, uh, yeah. they they want Netanyahu, they want all these guys, but uh, the Israel is basically saying screw it. Yep, exactly. We're not going to go along with that. Okay. So, so the ba baseline here, or the main point, is: uh, Will anything happen to Putin because of this? Uh, obviously, no. Again. Only if they do a land invasion of Russia. And yes, drag that, him out that, of exactly. That's it. Actually, invade, capture the guy, yeah. and then you know take him to the Hague or something. Yeah. So none of this is, doesn't really mean anything at the end. But it does show you that the schism between the the West and and Russia are completely like that. That's that's it. Yeah. That Russia is going to side with China, and there's going to be hold this yeah. new. Uh, it's going to be a multipolar world order, yeah. and they've driven Russia into the hands of China instead of having. Instead of having Europe being on good terms with Russia, having access to cheap, uh, you know, gas and things like that, uh, they said, "No, screw you. You're going with the other guys." Yeah. You know, what the American foreign policy establishment wants is a unipolar world, based in the Eventually, United States. Yeah, yeah and, and that's what yeah. they've wanted ever since the fall of the Soviet Union. Yep, it didn't take long for the neocons, and Charles Krauthammer was the pioneer. Uh, saw that, you know, let's be the boss of the entire world. We can do whatever we want, and. What did you see after that? War after war after war in the Middle East. I think they realized they couldn't do it that fast, that they're seeking to have a multipolar world order as a stepping stone towards that one uh, united global you know, entity of sorts. And I think that they, maybe they even want, because that's what it looks like, even when the latest drone downing and all this stuff, it's, it's an escalation on every front all the time. It looks to me, Kevin, that they want a confrontation, com, uh, confrontation yeah. a war, uh, between uh, the West and Russia. Well, and they've the wanted that certainly since 2000, or actually for about 20 years, and and came to a head in 2014 with the coup, yeah. which was neocon um, implemented, and uh, against the Russian favoring government, and uh, they kept kept pushing it. And the, the horrifying thing is that neither side feels they can lose this, and yeah. um, and at the same time it can't go on forever. So. What are you going to do? You know, if, if you feel you're, that you're really losing this, you pull out all the stops, and that means 
nuclear Nukes. weapons. Is that something? Yeah. I mean, at the end, it's horrifying to think about it. Yeah, but that's the way it's going. Instead of these adults sitting down at the table trying yeah. to diplomatically solve yeah. this, let's make both us Ukraine isolating. neutral or yeah. something like that. Oh, right. that's off the table. You can't even negotiate that. Yeah, Zelensky wants not only all Ukrainian territory; he wants Crimea. Right. Yep, he wants it all back. And How course, does he think that Russia's going to agree to that? Well, they, they're not. And they're not. He, he's not even willing to sit down at the table, right? Yeah. Well, like, tr let's try to solve the issues in eastern Ukraine and the Russian-speaking population yeah. there. Let's try to... F no, it's not. Instead, of course, what happens was that report from the, was it the Libertarian Institute or whatever... They said the average lifespan of a Ukrainian soldier on certain uh, at certain portions, the front lines, yeah. is about four hours. Yeah. So everyone who stands with Ukraine are sending Ukrainians into the meat grinder, whether basically fathers, dads, you know, young Ukrainian men and women now, as we see too, uh, are basically being handed weapons by the West in order to be sent into the meat grinder to hopefully. We are going to fight for democracy to the last Ukrainian. <laughs> Yeah, and then we'll send Swedes, and you know, yeah. and then we'll send uh, Poles, and then we'll send Germans. More and, and more you know, pressure. <laughs> they keep upping the ante. Now it's Poland uh, and, and the Czech Republic, or I guess they're you know sending uh, fighter jets. To, That's to, right. But they want yep. American jets. They want the F-16s, and, and it's one thing after another. And the Abrams tanks, Leopard two tanks from yeah. Germany. Now they want Germany to like you know basically put two percent of the gdp into building up their army again yeah. so that they can be used in yet another war against yeah. russia yeah. at the end of the day this is more europeans going and dying on a on a you know on a bloody field because of the international powers that are pulling the strings this has been a, a neocon crusade uh, putin came in he got rid of these jewish oligarchs and said well he's not anti-semitic and, and he, there are jews with money there but he keeps them out of the media keeps them out of the power loop and and that infuriated. They were on the verge of completely dominating. Well, they had during the '90s under Yeltsin, and then um, the fact that Russia is is an alliance with Iran, is supporting Assad in Syria. Yep. Well, that's yep. seen as as anti-Israel. Obviously, mm -hmm. they hate Russia, and they hate you know. So then, what do they say? Well. They're anti-trans, they're anti-gay, and stuff like that. Yeah, they think we'll react to that. Oh my God, well, that settles oh, it. Oh, that Let's settles invade. it. We got a moral <laughs> issue here, we got to go. Oh my God. Yep, escalation on every front, front and the adults yep. can't just uh, try to solve this in a, in a decent yep. uh, way. It, it's totally insane. All right, let me read these last ones, and then we're going to wrap up here, guys. Cuckford Stone says, as far as I know, chosen people, doctors, pioneered transgender surgery. Yeah, that was uh, Magnus Hirschfeld, a number of the other ones there, right? And the Nazis chased them out of Germany for it. Maybe this insanity and rebellion against nature starts with uh, starts with male circumcision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean the the, the same thing that happened in Weimar Germany is happening now. Yeah, essentially. The, the famous guy is Magnus Hirschfeld. Yep, Hirschfeld. And he we it. have a bunch of stuff in Axel Observer. A lot of it by Andrew Joyce. I mean, he was pioneering this transgender stuff back in the 1920s. Yep, that's and, right. And uh, it, it, that was a big. You know, as soon as, as uh, National Socialists came in, they threw those guys out, burned their books which and books, everything. Exactly. Which books did they burn? Yeah. Stuff like this. Yeah. Smut and filth and yeah. degenerates. Oh, censorship. That's, <laughs> that's what they're doing <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, now, oh my God, they're banning books. Exactly. Oh, man. Now they're concerned with this all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, great. Uh, just a daily reminder, Operation Werewolf says, the bad guys won the war. There you go. All right, Kevin, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, it's good. Uh, obviously, theoccidentalobserver.net. Uh, tell us, do you do the uh, the hard um, hard copy quarterly still? Also? Yeah. Yes. I, I just put it out the spring issue now. 
Excellent. Um, How do people get a copy of that, uh, Kevin? Well, uh, you should go to TOQ online, TOQ, uh, the Occidental Quarter, the online, and they have subscription information there. I mean, we are the platform like everybody else, I suppose. We can't use credit cards, but there's an address you can send a check and get a subscription. So, right. Yeah. I very much encourage you, people, to do that because, yes. uh, After you know, Kevin, this is a, a journal. We're still not self supporting, we're subsidized to some extent by the Charles Martel Society. And, um, you know, it, it's like everything else on our side. We, we're poorly funded. Absolutely. But we yeah. have a lot yeah. of very good stuff. I mean, it is more academic um, articles. Which we uh, need. Which we need. We <laughs> need a, we need a lot yeah. of, oh, yeah. you know, different strokes for different folks Absolutely. and different audiences. And, yep. and so that's what we try to supply. Yep. And you do great at it. So, guys, if you are uh, new to Kevin's work or, or unfamiliar, you haven't checked out it before, definitely do it. TheOccidentalObserver.net, that's the main website. Yeah. You can get the Occidental uh, Quarterly as well, either as a digital copy, I believe, or a print, or actually a printed physical copy. Um, and you were, uh, weren't you working on a um, another way of publishing the, uh, the, your books now, too, including the, uh, the Cultural Critique? Well, yeah, um, I am revising it now. The publisher still publishes it. Okay, and so um, that's not an issue. I, and I have the, you know, I have links on my website, kevinmcdonald.net. You know, look, look at the books, and um, it has links to the publisher, and uh, then there's a lot of other uh, bookstores online, like like Henrik had up there. You had uh, Books a Million, I guess, or something. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of them like that. I didn't even realize that. Um, they, they, you know, they, they you can get it from them, but it almost always costs more. The best place to buy it is the publisher uh, in terms of price. So if you look under essays on Jews, yeah. And by the way, on the right hand side, there, there was the um, uh, I think the link was it one on your Twitter that uh, went to a new place. I think that needs to go directly to the book, right? So people can find it from there. T O O editors or the Twitter. Yeah, handle. yeah. My my Twitter account is T O O edit at at T O O edit. Um, Let me pull that up so people can find it. It's right down in the lower third right there. Yeah, T-O-O edit uh, on Twitter. Uh, and yes, here's, uh, here's a, a link to the books as well. So it's kevinmcdonald.net forward slash books.htm. And you, you have it all yeah. right there. Yeah, exactly. But that, that's good. So that way people know kind of where to go to pick up copies yeah. of your books and things like that. Guys, before we wrap up, let me just say thank you again to our executive producers today. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Shocky Milk, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeebs, President Abunga, shout out to you guys in chat as well for being here today, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parky Yaki, Jill Bob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, and Purple Haze. Thank you, guys. We can't do this without you. Also, thanks to our producers, Mr. Walker 696, Yu Hanson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri New, and Obadiah Hakeswill. Actually, Jay as well is uh, part of that. Uh, thank you, guys. If you want to get one of those, check out RedEyesMembers.com. You can find it right uh, there or through some of our other, uh, uh, like Odyssey or Subscribestar. But, uh, yeah, no, I think that's it, Kevin. Uh, any uh, yeah. closing words here before we uh, wrap up for today? Well, I enjoyed it. It's a nice show. It's great I, having you in studio here. Thank yeah, you for it's coming. nice to be able to discuss <laughs> these issues uh, verbally. I don't usually get to do that. Awesome. It's great to have you here. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah. Guys, we'll see you next time. Uh, check out redassmembers.com. We'll do Western Warrior up next. Lana will be back for that. But uh, definitely have uh, we'll definitely have Kevin back here soon in the future as well. So thank you, Kevin. Take care, everybody. Bye. See you later.
Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.